0: This is Monty in the Morning. The show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? Hello. <laughs> I am fighting that I'm fighting that little bit of a... Uh, of a cop, so let's get the Schlitz malt liquor Schlitz. out. Schlitz. Yes, yes, please indulge. Yeah. Yes. Good morning. <clears throat> <laughs> I try again. Good morning, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to the Monty Show. Presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. We are live in the Maverick Center studios of the Monty Show. A pleasure to be with you. Don't forget, when you need an attorney, it's utahadvocates.com. Have you been hurt at work? Yes, they handle workman's comp. Hey, by the way, was it a distracted driver? Was it somebody on their phone, eating their food, checking their maps? That's not your fault. Make sure you get representation that will fight for you without any consultation fees, without any huge retainers. No, at the Utah Advocates, you do not pay until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. A big show for you, as always. Wait until you hear George Kleovkov lying to you again. I, I And I am a noted non-believer in George Kleovkov. Right, right. Um, I am not a fan. I have not been a fan for some time. I don't think that that's, that's new or even interesting. Right. What I think is new and interesting are these comments that George Kleovkov made uh, coming up in about 40 minutes, we'll get to that right here on the Monty Show. Um, obviously, we have got to talk about Ye or Ye or whatever. However you say his name. Kanye West is going by now. He had another major incident yesterday. Tommy and Giselle. Tommy. Will lead football at 50, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Tommy. But, of course, we are going to start with my r and we. The Utah Jazz did it again. You mean this incarnation of the Utah Jazz leads the NBA in wins at four Bro, and what one? What are you talking about, man? I know it's cray cray, but the Utah Jazz lead the NBA in wins. They're four and one. They beat the Rockets last night. And Jake, I guess the biggest question in the morning is how long can the Utah Jazz keep winning?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great question. I think you know the 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 idea of this team winning. You know more than like 30 or 35 games is kind of crazy if, if you think about it like we expected this team and you know, I think most people expected this team to really struggle and to be to be a lottery team and and now you're four and one and I think you know obviously you're five games in here and and you've played well you know last night and basically in every game. You've seen stretches of the game where they will turn it over a lot They will blow 18 to 20 point leads that they've built and they will allow teams back in and so if they keep doing that Inevitably, they'll pay the price, but I think that you know this team can just win You know if this could be just be a 500 basketball team. I think everybody would be jumping for joy I think everybody would be like wow if you're a 500 basketball team on an 82 game schedule That's you know somewhere around 40 wins which for this team I think would be extraordinary. So, how long can they keep it up? I mean, it, it feels like they can keep this going for a while just because this is kind of how they play, but but I don't know. We'll see what they do against the better teams in the league cuz I largely feel like you 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 obviously played the Rockets two games here and you split with them. You know, you you look at the the Pelicans matchup was a dogfight. You know, obviously the Timberwolves matchup, you really you played well there. So, it'll be interesting to see how they play against opponents who are who are some of the best in the league as they
0: work to the schedule. But let's be honest, this is not a 65-win team. No. I mean, when you're when you're playing 80% basketball, which the Jazz are right now, you're not going to win 65 games. But I think this team is capable now, if they play at this level, this is a 40-win a team now. And I think that there's a couple of things at play here. Obviously, they're enjoying themselves quite a bit. I mean, that that game last night was fun to watch again. And you look at Laurie Markkanen, you, you look at the way that Markkanen is playing, I mean, it's hard not to be thrilled with Laurie Markkanen being here. I mean, the guy drops 24 last night, clearly led the line, especially late in the game with that dunk. I mean, you just feel like Laurie Markkanen is this team's now best player. And I think he's that guy that we've been looking for, uh, you know, to step forward and, and, you know, represent the Jazz in the All-Star game. Like, it feels like he is your best player, but... It also feels like you've seen some lineup combinations out of Will Hardy that you're really excited about when you have Conley, um, Sexton, Clarkson, and Markinen out there together. And if it's Olinick or Vanderbilt, whoever that fifth guy is, I mean, those four guys together are, are quite exciting. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Sexton. He left this game hurt. But I mean, when those four guys were out there for that stretch, this team was at times electric. And you know, I don't even think I'm I'm using hyperbole or exaggerating when you have Clarkson, Conley, Sexton, and Marken out there together. That's a fast, active, very solid defensive group, by the way. Like you just feel really good about those pairings. And I think you're seeing the value in Malik Beasley being a really solid three and D guy. You like the way that he is contributing to the team. I mean, uh, obviously, the younger guys, you want to see the Walker Kesslers, the Agbajis, you, you want to see that development. But right now, the experience level on this team is exciting. And it's it's these new guys and Clarkson and Conley combined that are really pushing this team forward. And, and Jake, I think that's what is so attractive about this team is it's not a bunch of young guys trying to lose games it's a bunch of guys that have come together to be a really solid basketball team early.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, you combine that team with, with Will Hardy, a guy who's a younger head coach, but clearly is doing a pretty good job. And I think that's kind of why you're seeing the, the early on success that they're having. And I think that, you know, I've, I've really noticed that Will Hardy has a good feel for when to call timeouts. I, I don't particularly mind his, his out of timeout plays, you know, what he draws up and kind of what he puts them in. And I think that, you know, again, I'm going to keep beating this drum, but I think, you know, Jordan Clarkson has to figure out how to, you know, keep reel that shot selection in. You know, when when those bad shots come in, like, he's taking accountability for them, but I think that, you know, as we get close to that 10 to 15 game mark, if he can kind of reel that in and, and eliminate those bad shots that he tends to take as, as you know, his game is has demanded over the last couple of years, We you know, like, we see him being a guy that takes a lot of shots that maybe he shouldn't take if he can reel that in and keep moving the basketball, they will have a lot of success because it seems like every time they move the basketball and every time they swing it and get the defense to move left to right or right to left, they get a good look. Now, making it obviously is a different story, but they're getting good looks. And that, to me, is what you have to keep doing from an X's and O's standpoint to continue to score with the best people or the best teams in the league because that's really what this team has to keep doing. They can play defense. They're athletic enough. It's nice to have a Jazz team. That has the athleticism to play defense with the Houston Rockets, but they need to keep generating those high-quality looks. Four guys, as you mentioned, like Malik Beasley, or you know your Jared Vanderbilt, or even Mike Conley taking some of those shots. So if they can keep generating those, I think you're going to continue to see them being writing this right in these in these games. I think. The only downside right now would just be blowing these big leads that they build. It's, it's definitely been a trend that they're dealing with.
0: Well, and I think a lot of that is going to be their three-point shooting percentage because this is not going to be a team that probably shoots 35%, 40% nightly. Uh, I think what they shoot 28% last night. So you know, I think when you shoot that many threes, and let's be honest, that's what this league's become. Right. I mean, this has become a league that is fast break, shoot threes. I mean, it's very difficult to win in the NBA today playing half court ones and two basketball. Um, the 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 era of throw it into the post and get fouled has been long dead in this league. So you're gonna live and die with that. But I think overall this is I don't think it's too much to say that the Utah Jazz are the best story in the NBA right now. I mean, it is unbelievable that they are four and one. The LA Lakers are 0 and four. Yeah. I mean, they, and they have a seven game stretch coming up where they could, they are underdogs in their next seven games, yeah. including two against the jazz, by the way. Um, I, I mean, it, the, the, the way that the coin is flipped on the Western conference is remarkable. And it's going to be interesting to see where this team plays out and, and how this team plays out and how all of this shakes out. Cause they are a wildly entertaining team to watch. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about that, and I know we've yeah. talked about this a lot here on The Monty Show, but, it, I mean, they are a wildly entertaining team to watch. Laurie Markkinen is the prototypical jazz man, a, a, a guy that is a seven-footer that can shoot, that can score, that can bang. Um, he plays really—he's he, a try-hard defender, like— and they absolutely have big man size. Like, if yeah. you think about the seven-footers on this team— I don't know, it's Kelly Olynyk, truly seven feet. Um, you know, like Olynyk. you look at Markkinen, uh, Walker Kessler absolutely is a seven-footer. Jared Vanderbilt, I mean, you look at the bigs on this team, they're all skilled for the most part. I mean, Vando's tr- still trying to find his way, I think, as an offensive player in this league. But, he, I, you know, Jared Vanderbilt's absolutely a valuable piece that is only going to get better. I don't know what Walker Kessler's upside is. I think we all like what we've seen from him um but i mean you have bigs you have bigs that have size and skill yeah. and i think that really is is something that you can leverage that's right T. yeah if you're the jazz i think that's something you can ap- absolutely uh leverage by the way one other thing i think i need to say yeah that court last night was fire yeah it was nice that basketball floor at Vivint.
1: yeah i like what they did there i like the design i like uh, obviously when it comes to basketball courts i think the I always like courts that have a lot of contrast in them. So like, you know, you have the black outline with a real nice, I don't don't know what, you know, if that's like a ash floor, like what they, what kind of wood they used and how they put that together. But it's a a really nice look. I think they nailed that.
0: It's parquet-esque, you know what I mean? With the diagonal lines. And I actually, for the first time last night, thought to myself, you know, this minimalist Utah Jazz note at center court I actually can get down with it in that in that scheme. Yeah. Like I'm not a huge fan of the current incarnation of the Jazz Note by any stretch. Right. But I I have to tell you the black uniform is by far their best uniform. Best. That floor was sizzling like I, that that was beautiful last yeah. night. I mean, the renovations they've done in the arena are have turned out fantastically well. And for the first time I can say I like the minimalist look of this Ryan Smith redesign. And yeah, it's been hard to find that, that you like, right. I mean, this black and white thing, uh, this new design that the jazz have rolled out. I haven't been a huge fan of that. And I know it's been quite controversial, obviously here in Salt Lake city, but I love that court last night.
1: Yeah, it was nice. I, I and I, and I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a win. And I think that, you know, if, if that's going to be their, their home court, most mm. times outside of when they wear purple, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think it's, it's, Plenty gets the job done.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. gets the job done. Uh, First one in this morning, Eric and Raleigh. How the heck are you? Uh, I says top of the morning. It's time. Uh, Okay. Uh, Salty drunk says morning, lads. Have a great show. Thanks, mate. Uh, okay. Um, I will. I guess I will wait for your brand as a salty drunk to come back. Uh, Jesse Harsh says it's ridiculous. Is it ridiculous to say that Laurie Markkinen is an all-star caliber player? No. I, I mean, I think. Listen, as a Bulls fan, Laurie Markkinen's been an all-star caliber player for a good part of his career. He's just not consistent. Yeah. And so again, in this question of you know how long can you how long can you keep this up? One of the questions I have is how long can Laurie Markkinen be your best player? How long will Laurie Markkinen be your best player?
1: Yeah, and I'm curious what, you know, how how teams, you know, as the season goes on, like how teams adjust, you know, once the scouting departments kind of catch up and see what the Jazz are doing. Because their success, the thing with the Jazz success is like it mostly is just hard work. It's mostly just like beating you to a spot or yeah. or out-rebounding yeah. you. or like It's not like it's just a scheme and like one guy is carrying them and you can double that guy. Well, and they're that also
0: like, playing with pace. They're yeah. pretty consistently getting up and down the floor. The yeah. outlet pass has been pretty aggressive for the Jazz. I mean, so I think the way they're playing, one of the things that gives you encouragement is you ran up and down last night with one of the young run-and-gun teams and you did not seem to be tired at all. Yeah. Like, they look fit. They look able to play at a very high pace. And I think against teams like Denver and Minnesota, you have to do that. Yeah. You have to. I wonder how you match up, you know, against the Lakers, for instance, who want to be, I think, a slower, plotting, methodical team. I think you will run by the Lakers. 100%. I yeah. really do. I think the, yeah. the Lakers are...
1: Well, I, and I think the man. Jazz... I. I I'm still not ready to say I expect the Jazz to beat teams. I'm getting there, but I, I'm not ready to say that. But, like, if you just on a surface level say, yeah, a work-hard, fast-paced team, that's sh- you should be able to beat the Lakers just, yep. just on that alone.
0: Uh, what's up, Teddy Wayman? Good to see you. Lopes Van Gabe, uh, hello. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says George Molotov. I cannot right, wait. Right, I cannot wait to get into George Klyovkov today. The bite that – The bite that we're going to play from George Glyovkov from Pac-12 Basketball Media Day yesterday is unbelievable. Kurt Myers, good morning to you. What's up, K'Nai Johnson? Uh, M. Alvarez, Strange Clouds. Uh, He says, uh, go Jazz, BYU sucks. Hey, you start talking shit. Okay. All right, Strange Clouds. Good morning. Off to a good start. Kurt Myers says, start building the rings. I mean, have you? I mean, have you ordered your 2022-2023 Utah Jazz championship banner yet? Yeah, I've been immunized. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, let's not get carried away. Uh, Uncle Jimmy says, "Let them play. These guys are so much fun with so many weapons. Who needs a quote superstar when you play solid, good basketball? Well, you need a superstar, and you probably need two to win a championship. I don't know that anybody's here to be regular season juggernauts. Yeah." You know, I mean, and that's it, what
1: this organization has been. I mean, you know, if, if you, you know, if we're being honest, like that's what the Utah Jazz have been over the last couple of seasons. And I think that it's, it's like I'm really happy for Donovan Mitchell and what he's doing. He had a hell of a game last night. At the same time, I think if you're the Utah Jazz, you're also in a great spot. And I think that again, that's why we're asking this question: How long can the winning go on? How long can you be successful? Because you know, there you're playing good basketball, and that's the thing. Like, it, it does beg the question: Okay, if if this is what we're going to get the first half of the season leading up to the deadline and in the, the All Star game, what what then could you do with the deadline to to you know like make this team better to to potentially bring in one extra guy that's really talented who could fit into the scheme or whatever? That's what I think is intriguing about this team.
0: Yeah, I think the the I think the question of what direction do you take this team at the trade deadline now becomes fascinating. Yeah, with every game you win, and you know every day that you are a, a, a middle of the pack Western Conference team, because I don't think any of us expect this team to win eighty percent of their games. I right. Mean, I, I yeah. just don't think that anybody believes that. But if you're gonna win sixty percent of your games and if you're going to win 3 for every one you lose and you become if you start pushing 45 wins now the question is okay well if you've got 20 something wins heading for the all-star break and and really if you're at 20 something wins at the trade deadline which is before the all-star break right what do you do do you do you make trades to to strengthen your weaknesses uh are because then i mean for certain you're not going to get victor wambanyamo banyamo dw um I, I don't know that's going to be a really interesting storyline to play out and yeah. again i just look at the box from last night look at the minutes distribution off the bench talon horton tucker had his best game by far in a jazz uniform y'all feel me um i think a uh, uh, You didn't shoot well last night. They shot 29% from three. But THT gives you seven boards, four dimes, two steals, 14 points. I mean, that's a pretty solid performance. You got 14 more from Malik Beasley. Um, You know, Gay Kessler, Sexton, again, he left injured. So he, you know, only saw him for 10 minutes. But if you look at 20 from Clarkson, 13 from Conley, 24 from Marketing. Uh, You know, six points, eight rebounds, and two dimes from Vando. Like, you're getting a contribution across the board from all of these guys. Yeah. And you're starting to realize, well, uh, you out-assisted Houston 28-19, to right? You you out-rebounded Houston. Okay, well, you're bigger than they are. Okay. But then you start looking at the way that this team is winning games, and one of the things that you see so clearly – is that you're you're shooting free throws well? You're getting to the free throw line. Now they out free throwed you twenty. You know they had thirty uh, free throws. You had twenty four. Um, but you're shooting free throws very well. So you're taking advantage there. And then I I look at the 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 some of the like points in the paint points off turnovers twenty points off turnovers for the Jazz. Yeah, that means you're opportunistic and you're getting out in transition. Which is something this team has struggled with. So it's great to see that. Um, you know, I just look at all of these these numbers, and I mean, you're, I think you're doing great. Yeah, you're, you're really doing quite well. And I, I think again, when you're out rebounding teams like Houston, when you're out assisting teams like Houston, when you're out stealing teams like Houston, five to two, you have more blocks than Houston. Yeah, like I, you're just doing all of these things well and that's why you're winning these games. And I, I think if if you're a, a Utah Jazz fan, you can wake up this morning and you say we are outplaying the team uh, on the other end of the floor.
1: Yeah, I think and I think that's the work ethic Will Hardy has, you know, instilled in this team and I think that you know, it's not a hard concept to follow either and that's why I think everyone's bought in on it because it's not like you're not saying to the team, "Hey, it's marketing and Conley and everyone yes. else can just do whatever." Like it, you're basically saying hey if you're on the floor like we expect you to work hard on defense and rebound and then we expect you to get out and transition so it just feels like everyone on the team is on the same page and that they're they're working hard to meet expectation and i think when that happens that's when you see the team game come in and 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 the great thing about basketball and we don't see it as much in today's game but when you're playing team basketball you can beat a lot of good teams just by simply moving the ball and that i think is what will hardy's trying to do
0: yep Utah Jazz Talk on the Monty Show presented by TryDayTrading.com slash Monty. TryDayTrading.com. It is your avenue out of your 9 to 5. Again, here we are at 6.20 in the morning. Are you dreading your day at work? Are you dreading your day at school? Are you dreading your your side hustle tonight? That's like the third side hustle you've tried. Are you worried about the economy again last night day traders I, I was reading an article day traders are out earning stock standard day in day out long haul traders money managers day traders are out earning them significantly in today's stock market economy and i'm telling you you can be that guy do you want to be a day trader do you want to make significant money go to trydaytrading.com i saw my close personal um, you know, really just one of the the people that, you know, I admire that we, we have never met even once in I Alema guess. Harrington on TV last I night, um, because I Alema guess. knows the same thing that I know, uh, and that is that TridayTrading.com is absolutely your avenue to freedom. Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at tri Day Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money, and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to TridayTrading.com Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytradingcom Monty. We'll see you there. Hey, man, listen, I can only say we run with ballers on this show. You know what hey I'm guys. saying? Yeah. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Alema's word for it. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, good morning, Big Dog O-Town. Danny will turn them assets into at least a good Tier 2 free agent. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Yeah, dude. Well, it, what does this team need to really it, – it, we're probably way ahead of it on this. I shouldn't even ask this question. Shout out to Mo Bamba. <laughs> Mo Bamba's not the answer. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Uh, What does this team need to be a, a real Western Conference contender? What does this team need to get to to fifty wins a season?
1: I think you need so I think you need the wing guy that can score with with ease. You know, that's what I think you need. I think you need that one guy in your starting five who can be the guy that can get you, you know, twenty five a night regularly. You know, and, and I don't even think he needs to be a superstar in the league like I think you know you're you're I I I don't know I don't even know what name to pull but there are guys out there who who are tier two players that can get you 20-25 a night right off the wing and play decent defense and I think you know I would love to see Vanderbilt be a guy like that but I don't think that he's going to be the polished scorer that I think you need on this team I think Vanderbilt's going to be the guy that gets his by working hard and using his body and and really using the length he has to to get his his buckets. So to me, I I think that's what you need to be a Western Conference power. But but I also think that the longer this goes on, where this team is working hard and playing with pace and like almost has like this underdog mentality, if you will, the longer that's the core tenant of this team. I think it's interesting to see how that plays out when you try to go and add a free agent to that mix. How does adding a new personality to that mix well, affect what you're what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And
0: I think when you think about the best wing scorers in this league, again, you know, I look at the the shooting guard conversation we had yesterday yeah. on the show. It's yeah. that guy is, I think, what this team needs. Yeah. I mean, your Jalen Brown's, like, if you had
1: a Jalen Brown on the wing doing his thing, like obviously that yeah, would your, be awesome. Your
0: book, your Tatum, your Beal, yeah. your, you know, your those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's what you need. And it, it again Not to keep going back to it and picking the scab, but again, this is why I ask, why did this club decide to trade Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, Because if you have this group of guys, and obviously you wouldn't have this group of guys if you hadn't traded him, but if you put Donovan Mitchell with a group of guys like this, you're probably a a better team than you were last year. So that's the guy that you're missing right now, and I think you you can get that guy. Those guys are going to be available, and I, I again think that the Lakers are headed for a fire sale, Um, and it's interesting, you know, the other guy I wonder about, what if you hadn't traded Boyan Bogdanovich? Yeah. What if you had held on to Boyan Bogdanovich? I think, I think,
1: so the thing with bogey that I, I didn't love was the fact that he was such a defensive liability, like the fact that guys could just blow by him. So yeah, obviously his, his three point ability is unquestioned and his ability to score on the block, you know, with, with regularity is, is not really in question. So to me, I'm okay like not having Bogdanovich. Obviously, I don't like the trade and how they did it and everything, but like I'm okay not having Bogdanovich just because of his defensive ineptitude. Like I think yes. this team can't afford to have guys who can't play defense. That's like that's kind of what they stand on. So. That's
0: one of the core tenets of of this team is you yeah. have to you yeah. have to be try hard guy defensively. Yes, and it, it's. Yeah, so the answer is, and we can keep going back to that, and I hate doing that. We yeah. probably should never do that again. But I think where this team is, and I think what this team has, I think you're a wing elite wing scorer away from being a 50 win team where you no matter what, give that guy the ball. Hey, we're tied or down one. We need a we need a bucket. All right, give it to X. He'll get us a bucket. Because Markkanen's not that guy. I mean, he certainly is not shown to be that guy over his career. Um, and I think it's that. I think it's that guy. I think it's that DeMar DeRozan guy. Yeah. You know, like you just know if you give him the ball that he's going to get a bucket. That's what I feel like this team needs. Um, Big Dog O Town gives us a $5 tip. Appreciate that, my guy. Uh, uh, NY Monty fan says Jalen Brown would be uh, good. I agree with Mr. E. Uh, let me go back up and see what they need. Uh, <laughs> Robert Lambert says you need Donovan Mitchell. Mr. E says, you need Jalen Brown. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Mark Barrington says, so you're saying we need R.J. Barrett, LOL. But again, Eh. I'm not an R.J. Barrett guy, and I know we've had this conversation ad nauseum, but I think this is why you see Danny Ainge not trading for R.J. Barrett. And I think that, that... We the information that we were getting during that whole saga was is that the Jazz did not want to pay to extend R.J. Barrett. And I think this is exactly why they didn't want to pay to extend R.J. Barrett. And I think you're seeing again, you know, and I I didn't look specifically at R.J.'s game last night, but watching a big part of that Knicks game, I can tell you his game did not stand out. Yeah, well, Um, the thing
1: right now that people are complaining about with the Knicks is that Jalen Brunson's not playing defense. And, he's and, not playing and defense. RJ Barrett is suffering on the offensive end because he's having to See, pick up.
0: I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. RJ Barrett isn't missing threes at a at an alarming rate because he has to play defense. You know, like I, I look at I look at Jalen Brunson last night, and I agree he did not play great defense. Now they won the game and everybody kind of credited him. Um, but I think one of the bigger issues was that they, they ran with bigger guards last night in Charlotte and it it gives you some pause based on some of the numbers that you saw there um by the way I don't know if anybody saw that Gordo had uh, Gordon Hayward had 21 points last night and nine rebounds yeah he and I know that this is a oh it's controversial it's controversy in Salt Lake City right anyway uh Gordon Hayward's back and when you look at the the enormous injury that he had in Boston, right? I think it took him some time to come back and feel like himself. He's looked like a pretty decent player this year. So, and they're by the way, I would remind you they're doing this without Lamelo Ball. Yeah. So, I mean, that is it. That's interesting. The Knicks are an average team because our RJ's been an average player this year, right? Because I still maintain he's he's one of their most important players. And you look at Julius Randle, I think Julius Randle has given them some solid minutes this year in New York. But that team, and I think a lot of people largely recognize, that team is going to go the way that that R.J. Barrett goes. I'm not an R.J. Barrett guy. I think, I just think he's good. He's not great. Yeah. He's not a guy that I want to give Donnie's contract to. Yeah, he's He's not a killer. Yeah, he's not the guy that you say, oh man, if we had R.J. Barrett, this would be a 50-win team. Yeah, no. Because no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. I'm telling you, it's not R.J. Barrett. Uh, Cody Strickland says, we have the key players. Trade those picks for a superstar, and that would be what we need. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. I just still maintain, I I asked the question, how valuable are the assets the Jazz have acquired? Because I don't think that the longer it goes on where you hang on to those picks... Beyond this year, obviously your 2023 draft assets are pretty significant, and I would not trade them. I would move every future pick that you have because I just, I don't, I think those values go down, not up. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton, good morning to you. My guy, Mike, did you see Alex Caruso? The (laughs) virtuoso performance of the greatest player ever in the history of the world. Yeah. Alex Caruso. Facts. Mozzarella. He had like a really good sequence last night. Anyway, uh, Jeremy Moulton says, if they keep Donovan, they are a better team, but only until they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Very well said. See, that's why I love you, JB. That's exactly right. <laughs> Forrest G says, anyone who still thinks the Jazz are tanking, <clears throat> uh, for a 5 to 8% chance of drafting a guy who will have a career-ending injury, wow, uh, are out of their damn minds Winning team is profitable in the financial trade market. They are. I. Th- that's why I say if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that we've, we have passionately, passionately, stated this team's not tanking. Yeah. They never have been. That's not who Danny Ainge, and I don't think it's who Ryan Smith is. I was talking to a jazz guy yesterday, um, who was who was leaning on me about, hey, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> I know you're good. You know, like, I'm just telling you, man, Yeah, this team is not tanking. Yeah, they're, they're not. definitely not. Illert Gnick, uh says, I think we need Russell Westbrook to be a contender. <laughs> exactly right. Very cool. casual. Uh, Ed Kylie says, great teams always have someone who can get their own shot when the uh, fence breaks, offense breaks down or the shot clock is running. Truth. Truth, truth. Uh, Zesty, uh, good morning to you, sir. Zesty's retro in game says, morning, Jake and Monty. So, dude hey uh rob way uh would healed and turner help the jazz top uh notch three-point shooter and more d leave the lakers out of the loop well i think the lakers you know i was again talking to an nba guy last night and there's a lot of people who believe that buyout's coming there's a lot of people who believe and i think we talked about this yesterday yeah there's a lot of people who believe that the Lakers are going to burn this thing to the ground this year. Wow. I mean, you, there is a lot of belief out there in the NBA that they are going to trade Anthony Davis because the, the front office in L.A. is is does not believe he's a superstar. Right. He is not a foundational player. They but, let you down. But I, And they have, but you know what the bigger issue is here is they can't make a three-pointer. They cannot shoot the three, and we just said this with the Jazz – if you're gonna try and two point your way to wins, you're not gonna win very many games. You cannot rely on winning games from inside the three point stripe. You have to make threes. If, you're, if your team is gonna shoot less than 30% from three, let's say, you're not gonna win many games. And I think when you look at Anthony Davis and LeBron James, LeBron shot an air ball on a logo three last night, like what are you doing shooting from that far? But He's just a hack. it's the perfect example of what's wrong with this team. They don't have guys who shoot the three at a high level. Mm-hmm. And to, to to the commenter's point, like a guy like Buddy Heald, that's a guy, like I watched that game last night with the Bulls and the Pacers, that's a guy that the Lakers should have had already. Yeah, You should have had that guy already. Anthony Davis, and, and this is the other problem with AD, it's Carl anthony Towns all over again. Anthony Davis wants to play the three or the four. He doesn't want to play the five. Well, I got news for you, kid. You're not shooting the ball well enough, and you haven't for two years. To go out and be a three or four. You're a you're a guy that is a seven-footer who needs to play the five. And he doesn't want to do that. And even if he does, why did the Jazz dump Rudy Gobert? Well, twofold, he was making $41 million on average, and he's a center. Yeah. You don't win building around centers. So I look at the way that the Lakers are built right now. That's their problem. It has nothing, nothing to do with LeBron James and, and furthermore you want to go back a little bit you know what it has to do with Alex Caruso and Cantavius Caldwell Pope when you let those two guys go and you did not keep the heart and soul of that team because who really won the Lakers a championship in the bubble now they're not there without LeBron and AD I think we all know that yeah they don't win that championship without Alex Caruso's defense and without Cantavius Caldwell Pope shooting as well nice. as he shot The Lakers do not win a championship without those two guys, which is why it was so surprising that they let Alex Caruso go for $200,000 a year. Brutal. That's what the Bulls upped his money, $200,000 a year, and the Lakers said no. They traded Kentavious Caldwell Pope to Houston, or to uh, Washington, and he now winds up in Denver. Like, the mistakes that Rob Palenka has made in roster construction, and the fact that they extended him is shocking to me. Yeah. It's shocking. And yes, Russell Westbrook has been an abject failure for the Lakers. They got, they have got to buy him out. It is waiting down this team. Yeah. And they're, if I'm the Lakers, I play the percentages. Do not make the playoffs this year. Do not. Do not try to win now. That win now mentality for the Lakers, I think they, they have a 24% chance. 24% chance the Los Angeles Lakers make the playoffs. Twenty-four mm-hmm. percent. They're 0 and 4 right now. And they're they're underdogs in their next seven games. Yeah. That's that I mean it's, it's rough, unthinkable. Dude. It's rough. It is unthinkable. Yeah. Uh big dog O Town says Jalen Brown was exactly who I was thinking about. I think a lot of people think about that. Uh Eric uh Xiang says we need DeAndre Hunter. He'd be fantastic. Yeah. And I think the, the Jazz were very close. I I man, they were close to making a deal with Atlanta. Would Hunter been in that deal? They clearly valued him. They gave him a massive extension now. They did not want to trade him. Yeah. Um, but man, John Collins, I love that guy. I love that guy. I yeah. yeah. Uh, Pinkman says, thoughts on Clarkson's assists? I, you know what the interesting thing is? And I don't know what the number is off the top of my head. I, He is, you can see he is trying to be a starter on this team. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely adapting. I mean, he's de- he's definitely
1: learning how to move the ball and like like play within the system to get his shots. And it's great to see, you yeah. know, I, I think I think Jordan gets in trouble a little bit in those plays where it's like you're kind of like where there's not really a set where you're just kind of... You know, you're just kind of meandering, you know, like you're sort of in that like midway transition point where where it's not a full speed break, but you're kind of half speed running up the court and like there's not really an offensive set you're running. And so they just go kind of like a pick and roll sort of look. And and I think a lot of times he likes to settle for that three point shot, but his floater game is really good. And I think we're seeing less of the really bad, like, you know, just brick it type shot. And we're seeing a lot more passing out of him, which is great to see. And I do think he is tremendously talented and can get his own bucket, but I just, there's still more growth for Jordan in his game. And I think there are more things that he can do to develop as a player. You know, I think getting those, getting that shot selection locked in, you know, within this system, I think will drastically smooth things out for this, this starting group. Once he understands where guys are always going to be and, and, and where he can always get his shots. That, I think, will really make a
0: difference. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson last night, uh, 29 minutes, 5 of 10 from 3, 6 boards, uh, five, uh, 5 times, 2 steals, a block, 20 points. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a pretty solid contribution. Yeah, that's production, dude. I mean, that, that and I think Jordan wants to be a starter in this league. I think he doesn't want to be a six man. Yeah. And I think when you look at the way that Jordan played and you look at those numbers and you look at the way that his game has matured significantly, um, I think you're seeing a guy that's not gonna be a bucket getter, exclusively a bucket getter. Like and I think he does play that role, but I I think he is somebody that you know, is is leading the Jazz.
1: And I think the challenge is, like, on a championship-caliber team, you know, like, let's say you put Jordan Clarkson on Boston, let's say,
0: or Brooklyn, or,
1: you know, one of the Eastern teams. Yep. He's probably a six-man coming off the bench on a championship-caliber team. I would agree with that. I that's, like, that's what his role has been, and that's what his role was, obviously, for the last several years. So, I think... This, for him, like with the organization tearing it down and the rebuild and whatever, is very timely for Jordan Clarkson. Because if you're going to try to be a starter, like it would have had to have happened now, you know. So it's been good
0: for Jordan. Dude, it's cold, by the way. Yeah, 32 degrees this morning. Like that collarbone, like I, so for those of you who don't remember, I broke my collarbone as a kid. My brother jumped off of a radiator in Evanston, Illinois.
1: Macho man.
0: Yeah, and uh, broke my collarbone with his knee. Wow. Um, and so now when it gets cold, it's just like, ooh, like just popping in my collarbone. That's how I know like it's getting cold. Like you're just shifting your body around. Y'all feel me? And every injury you've ever had comes back to, yes. to life. That's how you know. Uh, let's see. A couple more. Football 50 in 10 minutes. Uh, big update on Tommy, Tommy and Giselle. Tommy. Oh, I love this story. I love the Tommy and Giselle Tommy. Drama. I, you know, Uh, rec one. Good morning to you. I agree. AD was legit um, to want to play uh, the four back then, but it's not who he is anymore. He's slower and has too much shoulder problems. That was affecting his shot. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Mark Barrington says Kuzma, KCP Caruso, making about as much combined as Westbrook does himself, who they now need to pay to go away. Man, that's a great point. That's a great point. Although I don't think Kyle Kuzma was... I don't think he was terrible for LA. I just think he wasn't what they needed. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't that guy. But he and he's certainly grown a little bit in Washington. But I I don't know. Kuzma is so mercurial and he's so difficult to read. And you have
1: to remember you know, where I, he was at in his career when he was a Laker. I mean, he was a young young guy when he was a Laker. So I mean, it's kind of hard to. It, I mean, right now where he is, it's easy to say, yeah, they should have kept him. But it's hard to see that when he's there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kurt Meyer says Saxon. I think you mean Sexton did uh, get much time and scored four points. Well, he also left injured. Yeah. Um, we're waiting for an update on that. You know, so that's important. Oh, uh, Tanner says, oh, please. 32 degrees is nothing. No, 32 degrees is cold. It feels like I, I woke up this morning and last night was one of those nights where you just sleep so well. Mm hmm. It was cold. It was you know, one of us passes. The yeah, dude, out. like you're cuddled up with your your significant other, and yeah. you're just out. Mm-hmm. And then you get out of bed, and it's like, whoa, it's cold. Yeah. And I love those mornings. You get it. I got in the shower this morning, and there was all kinds of steam in the bathroom because right, mean, the water was like, oh man. Yeah, you're a hot shower guy. Oh, I'm a hot shower guy. I need my hot tub. I need, we, you know, we go through these phases where we don't get in the hot tub and I, I don't quite understand it. I don't quite understand it. Uh, both of you look incredibly uncomfortable today. Uh, okay. okay, are you calling me ugly? Okay. You I'm just cat? sitting here like shifting and like playing with my collarbone a little bit, but I don't know, I'm wearing my Carhartt jacket, or my Carhartt, my Columbia jacket. You know, I'm, I'm not uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm what do you mean we look uncomfortable? Shot uh, Reyes Filgas. Okay. Says 82 and one. Somehow, I I you want to bet? I don't think that's... I wouldn't <coughs> bet the mortgage on that. Uh, Bradley Beal would be nice. He would yeah. be, more, But, yeah, I mean, that's not going to happen. Uh, Kuz was more immature on all aspects of his game in LA. I agree with that. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, guys, guys, guys. I love this team. I wish they had Mark Eaton. Uh, I love this Jazz team. They're probably uh, going to 50 games, but they're still going to be fun to watch. They're not going to win 50 games, in my opinion. They're not going to be 50. They're not. Uh, Seth Anderson, are the rumors true that Jake is waiting until marriage? Seriously. We're not allowed to talk about that. We're not. I would love to. (laughs) There's a huge update on the marriage thing, but we're not allowed to talk about it. Okay, we can talk we're about not, it. But we're, we're not, not allowed personal. to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we will not talk about it.
2: I apologize to that
0: man. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, L- Shot <laughs> Reyes Filgis. Your name's Shot from now on. Chot? Chot. Chote. <laughs> no, not Chote. Uh, Chot says Lori better stay healthy. He better. Wow. Well. He better. Uh, Tanner says, LOL, I'm uncomfortable today. Uh, You know, uh, put a smoker on the line. If they win 50 games, they're not going to win 50 games. They're not going to win 50 games. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, Hey, Mont, how was the dentist? Not fun. Dude, I don't know what's going on. Usually when I go to the dentist, it's not painful. Um, The last two times I have been to the dentist and I've been going to the same dentist for years now. Right. You know the shot they give you with that big, long syringe they stick into your gum? Dude, it's so gnar. It just hits me with like an electric bolt of shock. Yeah. Like I had, so I broke a tooth. I had a filling on my back molar. Come on, man. And I broke a tooth and then I didn't realize I broke it. So it sat there for several months, I guess. Right. From what the dentist told me. So eventually it cracked, the back wall fell out, the filling fell out. Like it was a real pain in the ass. And so I go to the dentist and he fills it and then yesterday I went back and he essentially put a temporary crown, took a mold, shaved down my tooth, took a mold, put a temporary crown on there, et cetera. But he goes to put the shot in to my gum and it just was like, you know how you're in so much pain that you hear it? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And it just is like, oh, oh, and you can't move. Cause the guy literally has half of his hand in my mouth and I, my mouth is open, ah, right? And he's got half mm. his hand in your mouth, you can't move. And it's, it, it didn't hurt until like he pushed the needle in further. Yeah. And then it was like, ah. Fucking a. yeah, dude. And it was like, he, he, I had tears running out of my eyes. It was so painful. Like, I mean, you know, what? wasn't, you know, when you're crying and your, your tears are running, but when you, you're not crying, but still your wa- yeah, your eyes you, are watering. Yeah. Oh yeah, my dude. God. Yes. Yes. It, it was horrible, brutal. bro. And then he goes to like start, he takes his drills. <laughs> <laughs> the worst sound ever. And he starts working on my tooth and it was like. Ah! Yeah. And so it he put some more your then, then it was fine. Yeah. But the worst part about going to the dentist when they're doing drill work is the taste and the smell. Oh. It's gnar, dude. Yesterday was not a good trip to the dentist. No. It was, you know, um, you know. Uh, Taylor made gaming and sports. Said, he said, Mark Eaton. Yes, I right, did. Right, right. God bless Mark Eaton. Uh, Tanner said, I'm going to the dentist tomorrow and I'm not looking forward to it. There you go. Uh, Mark Eaton is better than Rudy Crybaby Gobert. Okay. Uh MY Monty fan says Mark Eaton's beard has nothing on Teddy Wayman's beard. You might as well pencil that thing in for president in 2024. Yeah, well you know what I mean? And we've and the problem is Teddy's beard has declined in prominence as far as our polling goes. Because right. we we do scientific polling to get the data right. Oh. As all electorates do. Right. And from what we understand, um, Herschel Walker's getting more votes than Teddy Wayman because Teddy likes blue cheese. How about that? So, you know. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Um, Boyd, Boyd, what are you doing? Boyd Lake says, I hate when you smell burning bone at the dentist. (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) Nah, I'm fine. God damn. It's not good. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, guys, 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 guys. If you go back to the 80s and you choose one dentist to work on the jazz team, which dentist would it be? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Dave hey Corzine. Guys. Hey, guys. Dave. Cor- da- All right. Bots are in the chat. Well, Bot- that didn't take too long, Bot- did it? It only took 48 yeah, minutes here on the Monty Show. Um, we almost made it a whole show yesterday. Yeah, we almost made it a whole show yesterday without, you know, um, and now I got to report. And look at that. Look at that. Look at that. My guys at YouTube filtered it. There you go. See? YouTube's Appreciate getting better. You. YouTube is getting better. By yeah. the way, we have no ability to, you know, none of that. Yeah. None of that. Herschel's head is full of peanuts and yet he might win. Not might win. He will win. Uh Cody Strickland says, Hey boys, is it really the players making this happen or our new coach? Uh, cause honestly, I think it's more uh it's will more than anything. I think it's a combination of both. Yeah. I think it's a combination of both. And when you look at the way they're playing and uh, all the things that are that are going on with them, i I think it's I think it's really a con- I, I mean, you have a whole new roster essentially, yeah, And you have a lot of guys that are on really important stretches in their career. I mean, Colin Sexton is coming off of a major knee injury. And I think Colin Sexton believes he's a superstar, and he's got to prove that. And I think the only reason that, you know, people know, that 10 in the hour, every hour, it's football at 50. Is because we've proven that. that. We we, we do football at 50, 10 in the hour, every hour. Let's go. On the Monty Show. Presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use your promo Tonight's code. Tonight's the night. Yeah, tonight is the night. Tonight's we will the night. order Papa Murphy's Pizza for dinner tonight. Let's go. Uh, in the Traeger. And we will get in the hot tub while we watch the Jutta Juts. Yeah. Take on Washington State in Pullman, Washington tonight Pullman. to kick us off. See what he did there? It's football and kicking us off. Like, you see what he did? Football 50 kicking off with the Utes. Uh, how big is this game for the Utah Utes?
1: I think it's huge. I mean, I, I think that, you know, so you get the win over USC in dramatic fashion, and I think that. It's just one of those things where you now you have to follow that up. And I think we've heard for years and years and years that going to Pullman is is where people go to die. You know, like that's what you know, you know, going to Washington State on the road, middle of the week, you know, and thankfully you're coming off a bye this time but you know this is going to be a difficult game. You know that Cam Ward is gonna come out and perform. You know that you're gonna have your hands full, and and I would expect this defense to be prepared, but I think as far as magnitude of this game, I think if you can win this game, you're right back in the hunt, you know? But you it's not good enough just to win the SC game. Now you gotta follow that up, and I think I would expect them to win this game. I do expect them to win the game, but I think it's gonna be a battle, to say the least. You
0: do? Yeah. All right. I mean, the Utes are now a full touchdown favorite in this game. The question is by how much do they have to win? Because I think the, the interesting conversation is, is it enough for Utah to, to just win the game? I don't think it is. And coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll have a, uh, a full preview for you. By the way, don't forget Gabe Judy Lolly will join us for, from uh, BYU. Uh, as they get ready for East Carolina tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, at LaBelle Edwards, so we'll uh, talk to Gabe, Judy, Lolly coming up at uh, eight thirty, right here on the Monty Show. So stick around for that. But I, I think with Utah, I think it's gonna. That's a very interesting question. How much do they have to win by? Yeah. How much is enough? To to, yeah. I don't. And the answer. I mean, I would, I I would
1: love to see a ten point win, but I think that's asking a lot. I think you're going on the road. You're middle of the week. Like I think that's. You know, and again, you are coming off your bye, so you, you you know, it's not like it's a short week for you. Like, I think you've got more than enough time to prepare for this game, but I think you need
0: a convincing, significant statement kind of win. We'll talk uh, Utes coming up uh, in an hour. Uh, The Chicago freaking Bears. My God. The Chicago Bears traded Robert Quinn to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth round pick yesterday. And the Bears will also pay a significant portion of his remaining salary. Did you see Roquan Smith yesterday meeting with the media? The trade goes down while he's meeting with the media and the media broke it to him. And Roquan Smith said, yeah, you know what? I I need a minute. And like was trying not to start crying because that's how much Robert Quinn meant to Roquan Smith in that locker room. But if you're the Bears, you're going nowhere. You're, you're, I mean, this is a team that is that is clearly rebuilding. Yeah. And I think that you you obviously have an unsettled quarterback position. I think you don't believe in the guy that uh, is playing the position for you. Yeah. Your defense has a lot of questions on it. I, I actually don't think this was a bad move, and fourth-round picks in the NFL are actually valuable. Yeah. I mean, it
1: just, you know, you don't love – you don't love trading defensive line talent. I, I'm not a big believer no. in that, but you know, hey, I, I get it. You're rebuilding, so you know, I, I just, I just want the Bears, you know, to get to a place where they're like competitive. That's that's what I want. Like, I know you're winning some of these games, but like, I want you to compete for a playoff spot at some point.
0: Yeah, it's right now is a tough time to be a Bears fan. Let's be honest. Uh, it's a tough time to be a Cowboy fan because Ezekiel Elliott is dealing with a sprained knee they don't need Zeke to beat the Bears I don't think he should play this week he claims he's going to try and play I mean the guy played with a a torn PCL last year yeah um my guess is he's going to try and play but if I'm the Dallas Cowboys I hold him out
1: yeah I mean I I think the thing with the Cowboys is is you're in a good spot and and obviously that division this year is very competitive but I I just don't see way like how I I just can't envision them losing to the Bears I, I, I just don't see that happening and and I think that Zeke, to your point, hasn't exactly been their huge difference-making
0: running back this year. No. So
1: I, I would completely agree that I just don't think it's necessary to run him out there against the Bears this yeah, week. Yeah,
0: that's a uh, nine-and-a-half-point line in favor of the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday morning. Yeah. I said nine-and-a-half. Nine-and-a-half, bro. The Cowboys are it's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Chicago Bears. By the way... One of the other interesting lines is uh, the Saints and Raiders. The Saints are a a one and a half point home dog to the Oakland football Raiders uh, of Las Vegas. Uh, Did you hear that the New Orleans Saints are not going to play a healthy Jameis Winston? They are going to play Andy Dalton over a healthy. Jameis Winston, uh, are you surprised by that?
1: I mean, I think the the problem for Jameis is is that he's not mature enough to play the position. Like that's why Andy's getting the nod. Like I, I'm not really that surprised by because there's there's just not a lot of reliability in Jameis Winston. You know he's going to turn the football over. You know that that you know. Conversely, Andy Dalton is is good enough to win you games. He's not the best thing since sliced bread, but he's better than Jameis, that's for sure. So that's so no, I'm not really
0: surprised by it. Uh, okay. I agree with Cam Harrison, who says, time to use that Papa Murphy's promo code for tonight's game. Yeah, absolutely. We will be doing that. Um, and of course, now um, we have to get to the Tommy. 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 Tommy, Tommy Brady. Giselle's Bunchton. Giselle's Bunchton uh, lobbed a final ultimatum at Tommy, because ultimatums are the hallmark of healthy relationships. Uh, Giselle's Bunchton said that Tommy can save their marriage if he stops playing football. Uh Uh-huh. To which I say, all right, uh, do you need to hire movers to pack your shit and get out? Or how are we going to do this? Because I just don't think, excuse my French, I promised I would not curse today. Uh, I lied. Um, I don't think that in a healthy marriage that you can be like, okay, well, listen. Hey, guys. If you lose 10 pounds, fat ass, we'll stay together. If you say to Tommy, hey, uh, hey, Tom, uh, listen, if you want to continue to have uh, a marriage to my Bunchton, you probably, you know, w- might want to definitely you have to stop playing football. I just think this smacks of stupidity. If you are Giselle's Bunchton, and again, this is sources. Sources. I want to say it was Us Weekly or one of yeah. those stupid fish raps. Uh, was like, hey, our sources close to Giselle's Bunchton are saying that she gave Tom an ultimatum. What do you do if you're TB12 here? I, now, I again, again, Jake has a significant relationship up, update that we are not allowed to talk about. Not allowed to talk about ever, but go ahead and give relationship advice bro, to Tom. you're cold-blooded, bro. Yeah, bro. We're not talking about it. I will blooded, snap bro. on a bag. You're cold-blooded, bro. If you talk about it, I'll kill you. I will kill you. He threatened to stab me with a wrought iron pitchfork. If I brought up his relationship situation. Anyway, go ahead. I, I mean, I, you're the no, relationship I, expert. No, I'm so.
1: not. Clearly, I'm not. No, obviously not. No. God, I love no. it.
0: Uh, that's not the right thing for Giselle's bunched in to do. If I'm Tom Brady, I tell her to pound, pound sand, kick rocks, because you're not. I, I'm, I'm playing a kid's game, making millions of dollars, and I understand Giselle's point is that hey, my Bunchton wants to be, you know, happy for the rest of its life, and if Tommy suffers another significant injury or concussions and he can't live his best life, I totally get it. It's wrong of her to drop an ultimatum on
1: him. Yeah, I think ultimatums are never good. Like you're never gonna get what you want with ultimatums and I think that you know if you're Tom Brady like I, I, what, what else are you you know
0: what else are you supposed to do yeah I turn the music down because Jake's giving relationship advice so oh. let's turn it back up um, anyway the point is that yeah uh, who do you side with Tommy or Giselle on this I actually Tom. I actually understand Giselle's point yeah
1: I understand it but I'm not siding with her on it
0: and why we bring this up on football fifty? I have no idea. Did you guys see the Kanye West or excuse me, Ye or Year, or whatever the hell his name Yey, is now, ye, Mister uh, Yeah, Mister Anti-Semitic Jerk walked in the Skechers yesterday with a film crew and was like, "Hey, I want to see the owners of the company." And they were like, "Okay, great. Let me uh, let me get them." They called security and they called two upper managers who came down and walked him out of the building and told him not to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay thought that he could walk into a company owned by Jewish folks, that is a Jewish-owned company, yeah, and move his Yeezy line to Skechers. Uh, it doesn't work that way, Hater. How, what? I mean, yeah, I mean, I just think it's
1: classic Yay or Kanye, Yee, Ye, Yahoo, whatever. Like, it's
0: it's classic. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I do. He's got relationship problems too, so. Him and Tommy have something in common. Are you done? What do you mean? Are you upset with me now? What? What? I'm just pointing out that Yay and Tommy have relationship issues. Mm -hmm. You know, he's getting divorced from Kim K, and Tommy and Giselle are separated. Mm -hmm. That's all. And as the relationship guru on the show, I wanted you to do what? Do, what?
2: We
1: all—it's not roles. a difficult
0: ask. It's—it's it, not. It anyway. All right. Uh, Kanye is a Karen. Why am I not surprised? Tanner Plummer says. <laughs> Teddy says Jake looks pissed. That's yeah, a simple ask. Like I, you know. You actually. Think... Anyway, you know. Uh, let's see. Jake's relationship status is all gas, no break. Pew pew bang bang. <laughs> yeah. Come on. That's yeah that's funny um okay yeah uh that's fine football 50 10 of the hour every hour on the monty show i thought you said we could joke about it it's fine i'll never bring it up again Mm -hmm. ever uh but i will bring up the fact that you only have one more weekend to get your uh jack O' pizza at papa murphy's nine one one what's your emergency something is in my house I'm sorry, say again? I smell
3: something delicious, and I don't know
1: what
0: it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me?
3: It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni.
1: Ma'am, ma'am, we've traced the
0: smell, and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko Pizza, and it's just $10. Ah,
3: amazing. Papa Murphy's.
0: There you go. Use the promo code MONTI25. Uh, to get twenty five percent off your purchase at twenty five dollars or more uh, when you uh, order online, I'm telling you guys, download the app. Um, that is absolutely the right way to go. Jake, are we um, are we Papa Murphying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Tonight's tonight, Papa Murphy's the hot tub. Yeah. You know what's on the pizza tonight?
1: Um, I think it's you know it's the usual. It's the onion mix, the pineapple, you know, the mushroom, maybe. I don't know so
0: pineapple and mushroom onion yeah. onion mix are Jeez. we going we we went thin crust are we back on the traditional crust yeah I'm, I'm a traditional crust guy okay that's what I like okay um, Tanner Plummer says uh, oh great this stupid commercial again uh, okay um, Lopes van Gabe says can't imagine anything better for establishing and keeping strong relationships than your dad acting like a child when publicly discussing them hmm <laughs> what what does Tom Brady's dad have to do with this? Mm-hmm. What are you What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the Jack O of the week?
4: Probably I, uh, it's probably me. Yeah, I, I don't know. it's,
0: yeah. it's probably me. Uh, ham and pineapple bacon. Ooh, I love. Uh, I like. I don't eat bacon almost ever. I actually, we actually had a sandwich yesterday for lunch. What did I do? Um, I gave you my bacon. Yeah, that's right. You did. I gave that's you right. my bacon. Yeah. That's how committed to it I am. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, do we have a show tomorrow? Yes, we have a show tomorrow. Uh, And then we will be jetting off to Boise. Well, in a car. We'll be jetting. Uh, Okay. Um, Pepperoni, mushroom, and onion is the power move, Alan Corbin says. Are you a pepperoni guy? No. Okay. Nope. Okay. Uh, Chicken Thai pizza. Oh, Jerome, yes. Chicken Thai pizza is so good. Uh, for all the uh for the record, Monty, I hate blue cheese ranch all the way. I thought you were a blue cheese guy. Yeah, that's what I thought too. You said the other day you were a blue cheese guy. I thought he, he That's what I thought. I don't make I don't mistakes, know. so this has, you no. Know, right. I kid. All right. It is seven o'clock uh on the Monty show. Thanks for being here. Presented by uh our good friends at the advocates, Utah Again, if you've been in Iraq, if you've been injured, I know that it's thirty degrees and raining out. Um, so yeah, you probably, um, you know, um, should be careful driving to, uh, driving to the office today if you're uh, heading out, but should you get in a wreck? And, uh, if you're injured in a wreck, if you're riding your motorcycle, if you get injured at work, you didn't deserve those injuries, but you do deserve somebody to fight for you. You do deserve an advocate. That's why you go to the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Uh, They are the best injury attorneys in the business, and the best part is there's no out-of-pocket expense with them. You do not pay the Utah Advocates until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. And by the way, they can also help you defer your medical bills. Absolutely, you should do that. Don't trust your insurance company. Trust your advocate at utahadvocate.com. Obviously, uh, the Jazz are a huge story. They win again last night. They are tied for the um, lead. Um, in the NBA, and wins at four and one with Portland. Who, by the way, did you see Dame got hurt last night? Yeah, he has a right calf string. Good luck.
1: I love when guys are like, "Oh, if it was a playoff game, I would have kept playing."
0: Yeah, I, I did. That annoy you? Is I, I, yeah. I didn't want to be a jerk this morning. We were watching Sports Center, getting ready for the show, and he said, "If it was a playoff game, I'd have played." Well, then why aren't you playing? Yeah, like I, I hate that. Yeah. That answer drives me crazy yeah when guys are like oh it was a playoff game i'd have been there but it's a regular season game so we're not playing so i'm not gonna be there okay um yeah Yeah. okay Okay. thanks bud uh but damian lillard out with a right calf strain and they take forever to heal as somebody who has dealt with a significant calf strain in my life i can tell you um it's impossible because and my calf strain was a basketball calf strain yeah believe it or not it just it takes months to heal they I don't believe they ever go away. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. And I just think they're, they're the worst thing in the world. They are the worst thing in the world. While wow, we're debating pepperoni on pizza, pepperoni was good back in the day, but now it's just so greasy. It is. Totally. I'm not a a pepperoni. This is where we need Deuce to get back on the show. Yeah. Because Deuce is a huge He's our, a pepperoni connoisseur. Yeah, our guy Caleb Harrison is a yeah. huge pepperoni guy. Yeah. Uh Jeff Johnson says, "Yo guys, I would never say such a thing." Must have been Greg Hawkins. Well, Greg is a huge blue cheese guy. Absolutely. Uh, you could go with the Caruso pizza, blue cheese, pepperoni, and poop flats. Poop flats. That's not nice, Jeremy. That's that's not that's not nice. Uh, Josh Lover says, guys, guys, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> I love that people still imitate him. Uh, Tanner, hey what's the worst topping on their own, but together they bang? Hey, guys. Green onions with anything. I mean, nobody eats green onions on their own. Yeah, you, right? it's not. Yeah, it's uncreed. Green onions. And you know what? Spinach. Like my wife will eat a raw spinach salad all day long. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. Now, you want to put that spinach in an omelet? All day long. You want to put that spinach in vegetable soup? All day long. You want to put that spinach on pizza? All day long. By itself? Hell no. Kale. Again, kale. Not a kale guy. Oh, hey. You not know, a I, kale guy Guys, all. let's get some kale chips. Hey I need a snack. Hey uh, let's hey see Doritos or kale hey chips. I'm going kale chips. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Now, you put kale in soup. Yes. You juice kale and give it to me kale. Dino kale. Yeah. You put some dino kale in your vegetable juice. I'm drinking it. Yeah. I am not eating kale on its own. You know. I I, I'm, you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Salty drunk says a a calf strain is an old man injury. Yeah, it hurts like hell. And he's had a lot of injuries. It is, it is not great at all. Uh, is what I would say. Uh, M, uh, whoa, hello. And my Monty fan says, the devil's giblets are never a good choice. Yeah, no, olives. Never. Olives don't go well with anything. Olives, like beets, are another thing that just... I honestly think the devil created beets just so that we would have to drink his urine and beet juice. I, that's just my opinion. I don't have, much <laughs> like George Klyovkov, I don't have facts to back up anything that I say. <laughs> <laughs> back of the envelope calculations. Let's talk about good old Georgie boy. Yeah. Um George kleovkov the commissioner of the Pac12. Yeah. I don't understand this guy. I tr- I've tried. Like I have tried to I after Larry Scott, I your mom could have gotten become the commissioner and I would have supported her, right? Like George kleovkov just won't shut up. Yeah. About money and UCLA and George kleovkov says that he has yet to talk to anyone and he said a single person who supports UCLA and USC moving to, the, to the, the Big Ten, to which I say you're just not very smart.
1: How many UCLA coaches and athletes have you spoken with to assess their thoughts on the move to the Big Ten? Uh,
4: I think saying hundreds would be an exaggeration. Dozens, more than a hundred. Um, and I have yet to talk to anyone at, in the UCLA and USC community who's in favor of the move. I will say that I probably hear from folks who are not in favor, right? Not surprisingly.
0: Not a single person, not one. one hundred. I've talked I to. I doubt that. Well, I haven't talked to hundreds. Look, and I'm not good at math because we do back of the envelope calculations here. He was also asked. Uh, they said to him, "Hey, you know, uh, you talked about numbers, um, and you said that UCLA would lose money. Uh, do you have uh, the numbers to back that up?" Well, I I gave them to the Board of Regents. Uh, do you? Can you tell us what they are? No, you can. You can look at them. Up, look them up. Oh, so you don't have them, is what you're saying? You don't have. What is wrong with this guy? Yeah. What is wrong with this guy? And I've tried. And the reason that we're talking about this is because yesterday was Pac-12 Basketball Media Day and there was has been, I don't know, probably for several days, conversations with people that I know in TV who are in the know on this that say that Amazon really would like to do business with the Big Ten, but that the Big Ten doesn't have and may struggle to provide value to Amazon. That's really what Amazon's concern is because if you look at Amazon Sports, Amazon Sports has ramped up their staffing significantly. Over the last 18 months, Amazon has added middle level managers, they have added executive directors, they have added you know, army on the ground troops to their sports department they are going to add college football. Mm -hmm. Most people thought it would be the Big Ten, but the problem is the Big Ten signed a massive television contract. And like most people, I'm in the belief and I've heard that Amazon doesn't want to be like Tier 71. Like they don't want to take your 10th best game of the weekend. Are we clear on that? And put it on Amazon Prime Video, right? So that's why I think that deal has not been done. Now, I haven't corroborated that and the Big Ten has not said that. But I was told yesterday directly by sources involved in the conversation that Amazon would like to be tier two to the Big 12 or the Pac-12, and that they would be amenable to offering a significant upgrade financially to be tier two. So when we look at rights, the best game of the weekend goes to tier one. So right now in the Pac-12, that's usually ESPN, right? You look at tonight, where is is Utah and Washington State? It's on Fox. Well, what Amazon Prime wants and what Prime Video is the proper terminology for it, what Prime Video wants is to take the second best Pac-12 or Big 12 game and have it exclusively on Prime Video. That's what they want and they are willing to pay more money for that. They're willing to pony up to be in second position. The question now becomes, Which conference is that and who is attractive enough? And again, I was told directly yesterday that Amazon is talking to both the Big 12 and the Pac-12, but that ESPN, I was told directly yesterday, still maintains the best solution for everybody is a merger between the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and that the Big 12 would be amenable to taking teams from the Pac-12 and creating a conference, but the Pac-12 will not even entertain a discussion. They believe that they are in a power position, the Pac-12, where they can make more money, add more teams, and that they believe. And George Klyovkov, again, I think is a bloviator. I think at times, in my opinion, George Klyovkov has straight-up lied, bold lied to people about... Like these numbers on the back of an envelope, I think they're all crap. I think it's garbage. I think he absolutely fabricated those numbers, in my opinion. And it's why he won't give them lock, stock, and barrel. When he was asked directly yesterday by a member of the media who said, hey, can you tell us those numbers? He said, you can go look them up. Uh... Because he doesn't, if you're George Klyovkov, And you are so adamant that UCLA is going to lose money. And you've done all this accounting and you've given all these numbers to the board of region. You're telling me you can't just pull that right off the top of your head when it's life or flipping death for the Pac-12. You can't Um, pull those numbers off the top of your head. But yet you did some calculations on the back of the envelope. Those are your words, dude, not mine. George Klyovkov straight up said, oh, yeah, we did some back of the envelope calculations. um, But you can't pull those off the top of your head. In my opinion, that's because you're lying. Yeah, You're fabricating, you're spinning. You're trying to undermine UCLA because you know without UCLA, you probably don't have a chance of survival. So in my opinion, I think Amazon offers a life ring. They're throwing, not a lifeboat, not a life vest, just a life ring, you know, those rings with the- Yeah, the the little
1: ones that you kind of throw off the boat and hope for the best, you know.
0: Anyway, the point is, um, I, in my opinion, believe that George Klyavkov is desperate and I think Amazon offers him a lifeline. But again, I just say, if you're the Big Ten, I think you have to do everything you can do to add Washington and Oregon and Cal and Stanford. I think you have to because guess what? If Cal leaves, all of this UCLA nonsense goes right out the window because they'd both be in the Big Ten then. They'd be travel partners. like. This whole thing is such a disaster, and I still maintain I don't see a way that the Pac-12 survives.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent, and I think everything you said there is spot on. I, and I think that you know, like, you, like it's so obvious what they're doing. They're obviously trying to pander and like be, you know, be that 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 conference that you know says they're the best, but you know, obviously is not the best. Like that's what they do. That's what the Pac-12 is known known to do. So. I guess their product is still valuable. I you know, and obviously Amazon's kind of a new player in the space, so it makes sense to me why they're they're looking to get get that onto their platform, but I just I I don't know what so like I don't know what happens to the Pac-12 long term if if this whole thing goes down where the, all those teams go to the Big 10 and you've only got like, you know, six teams left in the pack. Like I don't know how that pans out long term. That's that's my question like if you're Amazon and you're willing to pay for tier two rights, to get the second best game of the week, you know, on your platform, what is like, how long are you going to sign an agreement for? You can't tell me you're doing 10 years, right? Like with all the change rumored to be coming to the conference, you're really going to do 10 years where you're paying that kind of money because tier two right now is way more valuable than tier two could be in three years if all those teams leave. So that to me is the question like it, the executives at Amazon who handle this stuff I just think commitment-wise, you can't tell me they're going more than five years. I just don't, I don't see any way that that's possible.
0: Yeah, I don't see any way possible that if you are a Pac-12 school, and I think this is really where the rubber meets the road in this conversation, by the way. If you are Stanford, if you are Utah, look at Utah. If you're the Utah Utes, are you signing a five-year grant of rights to remain in the Pac-12? I don't know how you do that especially because some of the numbers that are being thrown out are are, are insane. And I say insane on the low end. That if, if Amazon comes on, there's people who believe that they will still only be at $35 million a year per school. That's just not survivable. And I think ESPN as tier one and, and Fox is tier two gets you to 25. But if Amazon takes your, your tier two rights, and they, they offer more money per school per year, right? Cause you'll have 10 schools left after USC and UCLA leave. If you are in that position and you offer a hundred million dollars a year to be tier two, is anybody accepting that? I mean, I, and I don't know that Amazon can go higher than that. Yeah. Why would Amazon do that? In a, in a, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So I then turn back to the Big 12 and I say, it makes all the sense in the world for the Big 12 to add Pac-12 schools. And it makes all the sense in the world, like just penciling it out, it makes all the sense in the world for the Big 10 to add Washington, Oregon, Cal, and Stanford. The question for the Big 10 is, how do you add revenue? And if you are prime video, what what is the value in being cause you're not even gonna be tier three, you would be tier four at that point. So where are you going to get new viewer, subscriber additions as th- with the fourth best game of the weekend and a, a reality series? Cause that's what we had been told several weeks ago that Amazon was offering. And the question is, I don't know. Cause what does it look like if you are the big 10 What is your fourth best game of the weekend? Like, if you look at the the schedule, I was looking at the schedule this morning. If you look at the schedule, right in the Big Ten this weekend, and let's just let's just play this weekend, right? If if you look at the Big Ten this weekend, their best game is probably Ohio State, Penn State, Mm -hmm. which is that even a great game? Mm, Mm -hmm. Not really. Not. I could. I think I could argue that Michigan, Michigan State, is is just as attractive as Ohio State, Penn State. And Michigan's a 23-point home favorite in that game. Yeah. Right? So, okay, those are, let's call those the, clearly the two best games of the weekend in the Big Ten. Right. 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 So, let's say that in this scenario, right, Fox has the Ohio State-Penn State game. ABC has the Michigan-Michigan State game. So, you would take out ABC and you would add, because we know that ESPN and ABC are out on the Big Ten. You would, you would toss that number one game to Fox. You would put the number two game on CBS. Yeah. Okay, well, where's the late night game? What's the late game in the in the Big 10? Well, there really isn't one. I think your third best game is probably probably number 17 Illinois at Nebraska. Okay, so that let's say that's the the Big 10 after dark game that goes to NBC. Yeah. So now if you're Prime Video this weekend, you'd be looking at flipping Rutgers in Minnesota. Or North a one in six Northwestern team at three and four Iowa, it's not attractive. What is the value in that? Yeah, that that's the that's the real issue. And if you push out several weeks, it do, it doesn't get better. Right. It, it doesn't get better. Like in two weeks on the weekend of November seventh, I guess it would be. It's Michigan and Rutgers, Penn State, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan State, Ohio State's on a bye that week. Okay, well let's go to week eleven then. Okay, Ohio State's back against Indiana. It's with uh, Nebraska, Michigan. Like, there's just not a great, there's not a great fourth game. Yeah, that and that's the real issue right now. Is the rest of this conference has to come up. Yeah, 100%. And, and hey, if we put UCLA and USC and UCLA in there, and let's say we get a USC UCLA game that becomes the NBC late night game. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's great. That still doesn't solve prime videos problem of, okay, I'm getting the fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth best game in the big 10. I think that's the real issue that prime video faces is where am I getting value in any of this? And I think the question is you're not getting value. You're not. If you're Amazon in the Big Ten, it's going to be a very difficult marriage to make. Now, if you're Apple TV and you're just trying to get into sports, yeah, more because the MLS TV deal seems like a disaster. Yeah, for Apple TV, nobody's happy that local broadcasters are done at the MLS, right? I think it makes more sense to take, you know, fourth or fifth best game in the in the Big Ten and put that on put that on Apple TV. Okay, that makes some sense to me. If I'm if I'm Amazon and Prime Video, I'm going to the the Pac-12 and the Big 12, and I'm on with ESPN, and I'm trying to get that second best game because again, if we just do you know some reading of the tea leaves here, right, on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates UtahAdvocates.com, right, if I go to this weekend in the Big 12, right, I get I get decent games. Baylor Texas Tech is a decent game. What's the best game in the conference this weekend? Probably Oklahoma, Iowa State, right? TCU, West Virginia, TCU seven and zero, right? Okay. What's the best game in the in the the Pac twelve this weekend? Okay. Well, again, I think it's pretty thin. I mean, I think I can make an argument um, that by far, by far, I say it's probably Oregon and Cal. But I also think I can make the argument Utah Washington State's gonna be a hell of a football game. Yeah, absolutely. That's a Thursday night game in Pullman, Washington. Does that exist in a new TV deal? No, probably not. Probably I, and, not.
1: And I think for Amazon, you know, this this point you're making about quality of the game they're getting how long, how, I mean, to this point, Amazon's been struggling just to get a good quality NFL matchup. I mean, yeah. right? like that's what we've been talking about on the show. Thursday that
0: night football has not
1: been great. It's not been great. So yeah. like, and they've been getting, I think, you know, the last time we looked at the numbers, they've been getting 10, 11 million, like they, they've been getting really good viewership. So I think for Amazon, the battle is, or, the, or maybe the conversation is like, wh- how do we, for, for a product like Amazon that can be on people's phones, that 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 they can get anywhere, how good does the college football matchup have to be for oh, them man. to for them to get done Dude. what they need to get done? That's my question. Because I, I don't think it has to be, you know, the best of the best. But, but some of these matchups, like, you know, you look at ASU and Colorado, that's not going to get it done. Like, it's not. Like, some of those Big Ten matchups, what was that, Northwestern and whoever the hell that was, like Iowa, that's yeah. not going to get it done, yeah. you know? So it's yeah, like, man. I don't know how you I, – I don't know how you – work within that like i i tend to agree that the big 10 is very top heavy even if you do very. add like or not if like when you add sc and ucla you're still really top heavy so from a tv standpoint like but the, if you take
0: usc and ucl at a, out of the pack 12 there then is no you have top. to
1: go the then there you is have no to top. go to the big 10 like, right then you know like I, I don't know what you do
0: that's why i'm saying like and there are some like listen if if all things are being equal and USC and UCLA are out of this conversation, Utah Washington state's the best game of the weekend, right? And then I, I, I cuz I think Thursday's go away. If I'm the if I'm the Pac-12, I'm not playing Friday night games anymore. I'm not sending USC to Pullman to die. I'm not sending Utah to Pullman to die on a Thursday night. I'm not doing that. I look at like Oregon Cal this weekend would be a, w- w- would be their marquee game because Oregon in in this scenario is the eighth team in the country and they're by far right now, I think the best team in the conference until they're not, but in, in two weeks you get better matchups, right? You get, you get Oregon state and Washington, both both six and two football teams. Yeah, that's a good matchup. You UCLA and Arizona state's a decent matchup, right? But Washington state and Stanford, are you excited about that? I'm Mm, not excited about that. Not really. Even if we go to week 11 in the, in the mid, mid November, I'm not excited about Colorado-USC. The best game that weekend, I think I can make an argument, is probably Washington and Oregon. And that's at Autzen Stadium. You know, and I I just... I don't know where the quality is coming from. And I don't know where the value uh, on any of these is coming from. All right, let's get your thoughts on this. Uh, Jerome Patterson says Utah should win, but they unfortunately typically play to the level of their competition. You're not wrong about that. But I think Witt's had almost two weeks to say hey this is a massive football game for us this is a massive football game good morning to you steve barnhart uh ny Monty fan says "U of you is too good of a football school to die in the pac-12 agreed how do you get out of that how do you get out of that you know uh jeremy Severice says what is the or severe excuse me says what is utah's position in this will they go to the big 12. If you're Utah, I think you want the Big 12. I don't yeah. think you want the Big 10. I think you want the Holy War as a game of consequence. If BYU-Utah is for a division championship or for a conference championship, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, how 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 much heat does that put on
1: it? Yeah, I mean, I think that's everything you want. You know, I, you know like everything.
0: Seth Anderson said, I've talked to you, Utah faves that believe the pack will poach Big 12's best teams. I find that very... Uh, hard to believe. I I don't see any way that the Pac-12 is an equity position for a Big 12 team, and I've seen all of these: Houston, Texas Tech, TCU. Yeah. Why would Texas Tech leave the leave the the comfort of the Big 12 to go to the Pac-12? To uh, that, what sense does that? And by the way, does Texas Tech save the Pac-12? No, it does not. It does not. I I don't think anyway. That but that's just me. I mean I, I don't know. Josh Leverin says you send teams to Pullman on Thursday, so if they lose by uh, the time the AP places votes and East Coast media have time to forget most of the games, no, that's completely not true. I think you you send teams on Thursday night to Pullman um, because you're stupid. That's why you send teams. I mean, we've talked about this for a decade. Yeah, where we've seen year after year, and I, 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 USC several years ago went to Pullman and died. Yes that the, like you can you cannot send it it's coming off of a buy it's different thursday night football after you played two weeks ago like okay i'm good with that yeah right but you cannot send a, a saturday thursday tilt in pullman on the road you can't do that yeah it's just it's not smart it's not good for the student athlete and i love how klyovkov is like oh you can't send ucla out there the Big Ten's going to be terrible for the athlete. Okay, so your Thursday night football game is not terrible for the athlete.
1: Having fun is the name of the game.
0: Where's all you, – like, you're a clown, dude. yeah? You're a clown. Yeah. Klyavkov is a clown.
1: Oh, and I think that that's kind of the general sentiment. I mean, you can't tell me that the media there at Basketball Media Day, you know, enjoys the answers he was giving. I mean, that's – it just is very clear what he's doing.
0: Jeff Johnson says, are you guys going to talk about the World Series this next week or no? Jeff, or excuse me, Geoff, listen – <laughs> bro. Yeah, of course. We're going to talk about the World Series tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. Um, my, my left fielder is in the World Series, so of course we're going to talk about it. Your left fielder. It's my damn left fielder and Kyle Schwarber. Hmm. He should still be a Chicago Cub. He should. And he's not. And yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah, and next question. He's in the World Series. Now, of course, nobody likes the Astros. Not even people in Houston like those cheating Fs. Yeah. You know. Uh NY Monty fan says, can we all agree the Pac twelve has no clue what they're doing and all teams should be able to get out of the conference? How is Commission K still running the Pac 12? It's brutal. It's stop it, Boyd. Nobody likes the Astros. No, Guy. Nobody. Come on. Nobody, Boyd. No, open the open the garage door before you start the car, please. Thank you. Uh Tyler P says, I need Utah and BYU in the same conference. We. 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 Uh, let's see Jeremy Bolton says I second that Tyler P I want that rivalry game every year everybody does except well except Utah fans because then when they lose they have to say we lost and then they're they're like but we won 10 straight you know uh, Jeff Johnson says baseball on the Monty show Christmas is coming early this year baby exactly hey. right. exactly right 730 on the Monty show uh, the biggest stories in sports this morning are presented as always by quick quack car wash it's raining and snowing you gotta get to Quick Quack Car Wash, right? I mean, there's just no doubt about that. Uh, They're friendly, it's fast, they're efficient, you can bring the kids because they've got colors and the soap that's different colors and the lights and the flashing lights and your kids are gonna love it. At Quick Quack Car Wash we go because Klaus the Audi, can can we just decide what the pronunciation is? Is it okay if I say Udi? I guess. That just seems obnoxious and that's how I like to roll, but. Anyway, you slice it, Quick Quack Car Wash for your Audi or your Chevy is the best way to go. Okay guys, I'm gonna tell you the
1: secret to impressing my neighbors, the WIACO workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my
0: truck sure isn't. That's Jake's favorite Quick Quack commercial. You, that or the one where the kid draws on the car in lipstick? Uh, I think the dude. The dude. You like that. The dude All right. um, I think the biggest stories in sports this morning, there's no doubt in my mind that it is um, the Utah Jazz from last night. Utah wins 109-101 in a really entertaining game with the Houston Rockets. Jazz are in Denver tomorrow night at 7. Um, I i am just so wildly excited for Jazz fans. It is it is really I mean the doom and gloom that this season could have been for the Utah Jazz to see it turn and not be doom and gloom I think is absolutely sensational.
1: Yeah, absolutely and I think that it's it's a a really exciting time to be you know a Jazz fan. I think that when you look at um you know when you look at this team and you look at like what they play for and how they go about playing the game, I think it's a it's a it's it's just nice to see, I guess. I think I think I hear from Jazz fans a lot when I get DMs or on Twitter or whatever, like a lot of people say to me, like, yeah, man, like this team is exciting and fun to watch. It's great that they work hard and, and we don't have to talk about, you know, like on the morning after, like talking about how Don didn't want to play defense or Don and Rudy have issues or like all that negative stuff. Like it's nice not to have to talk about all that stuff. And I think that it is, um, it, it's refreshing. And I think that you know, like I said, after game one, when they won that game, like, Hey, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Obviously they are going to come back to earth. You know, they're not going to play 800 basketball the whole season, but you know, it, 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 even if, even when they lose, they, they are working hard. They're playing hard. They're playing a team brand of basketball. Like that, I think is a big win for the fan base, you know, and obviously it goes without saying like it helps to win in this new rebrand that you did. Cause obviously, you know, the rebrand didn't go over great as we've talked about a million times. So when you're winning and you're, you're, you're playing well, it tends to make the highlighter yellow Jersey look a little better, you know? And I think, and I'm not even joking. I think that that really matters. It can really further what you're trying to do as an organization. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I I just think that overall they're, they're, they're in the best place that they can be, I guess, you know, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that this team is is somehow a Western Conference contender or something cuz they're they're I don't think that they are. I think that they're, you know, they're definitely a play-in team if they play this way the whole year and I definitely think that they could if they were to get a key, you know, deadline addition or or they were able to, you know, continue to improve as a group or, you know, just get better as a year goes on. Yeah, maybe maybe you can push to you know, a six seed maybe and get out of the, get out of the, uh, you know, seven, six seed, get out of the play in, you know, but like, that's where I think this team is at. And I just think it's real positive for jazz fans to be able to say, yeah, like we don't know if they're going to win. We're probably not going to win a championship, but it's still fun to go to jazz games because they're not some like garbage, Oklahoma city, Orlando magic level team. That's
0: what I think the big win is right now. Yeah, and I, I think I think the big win is that you you feel good. It's fun to be a jazz fan again, right? I mean, to me, that is the that is the biggest deal. And I think when you look at where the Utah Jazz are, I, I just think you as a fan can't be anything but thrilled for this team. I mean, it is it is truly one of those things where you know you are you're in a position to, in my opinion, um, and this is just me, Jake, but in my opinion, I think you're in a position to um, you know. What's the right way to say this? You're in a position uh, to compete for everything that you've wanted. You're in a position if you're the Utah Jazz to compete for a playoff spot. You're selling jerseys again, right? Because it's good. Who didn't love that floor last night? By the way, I absolutely loved that floor last night, and I think it's one of those deals where when you look at at the Utah Jazz and you you start to figure out um, where that where that is, you you realize that. That's in the middle of the jazzosphere. Is that, the, is, is that a word, jazzosphere? I think, I think that is a word. But it's in the middle of the jazzosphere. It looked great. Um, in my mind, I thought the floor was the biggest part of last night outside of the wind. Yep. The black jersey looks fire, in my opinion. I absolutely love that. Um, so I'm a huge fan of that black Jersey, but I just feel like last night was another good night for this basketball team.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that, you know, it's, it's nice that the, that the storylines and the talking points are, are, you know, who's going to start on this team? Who, who, you know, like how far can this team go? Like, who, who are we going to add? Like, you notice that it's like mostly positive. That's what I think is really nice and I think that it's it's a luxury that you shouldn't get used to you know don't don't take this time for granted like really enjoy it really soak it in and we'll see I I think that the timeline we've been talking about for a long time like where it's you know a two year a two year sort of turnaround I think is, is spot on based on what we're you know what we're seeing so yeah I think it's I think it's a great time
0: yeah, we'll see. 109, 101, and again, they play in Denver uh, tomorrow night. I mean, it, you beat Denver once already. I mean, I, I don't know what 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 the ultimate end result is, um, but Denver's pretty good. I think it's asking a lot to go to Denver and win. Uh, but clearly, stranger things have happened on this team, and and I think it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. They're not going to play. 800 basketball the rest of the year it's just yeah, not going to happen that's not happening if this team wins 40 to 45 games i think you've absolutely shocked the world i think without question you have absolutely shocked the world yeah um so i think that's awesome and i also think one of the other big stories in sports this morning um is the la lakers lost again they are 0 and four they are winless on this season and i i think as we look at uh trends in the nba here on the monte show Uh, I think when you look at some of the outcomes that Ben Simmons thing last night has to be talked about, I mean, he, did you see that? You probably didn't see it. Um, Jake was otherwise intertwined last night, right? but, uh, the point is that, uh, Kyrie Irving yelled at Ben Suman, shoot the ball, Ben Uh in the middle of the lane. Now to his credit, Ben kicked it out to a wide open Kevin Durant, which is never bad, but I think Brooklyn's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Are, are they finding their way? Is that a team that you believe can? I mean, where are I, you at with Brooklyn? I
1: mean, on some level, I I, I think that you it, it like you can't fix Ben Simmons not like instinctually not just going up, you know, when he's standing in the middle of the paint. Like I I, I think, you know, I under like I did see the highlight on Instagram of Kyrie yelling at him, and I think that you know like it's it, it's unfortunate that Ben Simmons. Instinctually, doesn't just go up with that ball because he is six ten and he does have size, and that probably is a really high percentage look. You know, you're at a minimum probably getting fouled, right? But, but to me, he only
0: took seven shots, two of seven, four points. Yeah, you know, like but nine dimes, five rebounds, a block, uh, unbelievable defense at times on Giannis. Yeah, I
1: mean, clearly, like he's he's another guy where the stat sheet doesn't always show his impact on the game, obviously, and I, I think. Yeah, I think they're finding their way, but I, 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 as I said before the season started, I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think that, you know, like the people saying you're just going to stick these guys out there and it's just no. going to work itself out.
0: That's not how it works in the NBA, man. You got to play games. But I think, I think Brooklyn is showing signs of breaking out of some of their awkwardness. Uh, I, again, will just say I, I don't know that you have enough in your starting lap. You're better defensively. There's no doubt about that. They lose last night, one ten to ninety nine. You only gave up hundred and ten points to Milwaukee, right? So I feel yeah. like you are. I feel like you're better. I mean, you, there's nothing other than to say that Giannis had forty three points last night. I mean that, that's that's why they won the game. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I, I feel like they're. I feel like Brooklyn's better. I mean, and, and I think much to James Knight's point, Milwaukee's going to be a very good team this year. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, now that uh, Milwaukee has, no, I'm not going to do it. Cause Don't I do like it. Joey. Don't Wills. do it. I like Don't Joey Eagles a lot. Um, he is not available to them at this point, but yeah, I just think, you know.
1: I just think that Brooklyn has to just Don't keep do playing it. games, dude, Don't do Just it. keep playing games, keep figuring out the chemistry. You're clear that like this year, you're already off to a better start than you were last year when it was, you know, James Harden and Kyrie and. Kevin Durant, like, I feel like it's already off to a better start. There are going to be growing pains. You just need to understand yeah. that. Things are, like, there will be growing pains. And I think that the things they got to stay away from are that that real prideful happening or circumstance in the locker room. Like, any type of locker room issues or personnel issues, those have to be sorted out for this
0: team to make it. <laughs> Dude, look at, look at my guy, Little Gup Gup. Okay, uh, or excuse me. <clears throat> Look at my guy, Lil. Lil. L-I-L. Lil Gup, Gup. <laughs> It definitely will end in doom and gloom. However, this first week has been fun. What? Why would it end in doom and gloom? I think this team is built to last. Honestly, I mean, their their style of basketball is not hard to I don't to know replicate. if he's
1: talking about the Jazz
0: and the Nets. He may uh, I, be talking about the Jazz. He's talking about the Jazz because it will end in doom and gloom. Yeah. This first week has been fun. It's not been fun for Brooklyn. Yeah. Trust me. It's not been fun. Uh, The Nye Guy says that THT dunk was nasty. He would, that was his best. I think having watched a lot of him with the Lakers, I think that's his his, arguably his best game in the last probably year of basketball. Yeah. I mean, he played, he played really, really well. Uh, Carlin, the favor says it's refreshing to see the jazz get out and run. It is Jeremy Severy. Why can I not say that right? It's severe. Jeremy Severe uh, says, "Where are the Jazz after 20 games? I'm going 13 and 7. Well, you're a 20 game guy. Yeah, and, I mean, I think that. And I say that because Jake says every 20 games. Yeah,
1: you, I mean, I, I'm a big believer that you play in 20 game stretches in the NBA. You know, you 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 will have a team that goes, you know, two and 18, and then they'll play 900 basketball for 20 games, and like that's kind of how the league works, and." Yeah, you know, 13-7 and seven after 20 games would be awesome. Obviously, yeah. that would be phenomenal. You know, to be honest with you, like, I, I don't know if you pull up their schedule. I haven't dug deep into their this portion of their schedule. There's but,
0: some interesting stretches coming up.
1: Yeah, like, you know, obviously, you're going to play some good teams. And I, and I I, would think they're probably a little closer to 500 than than 13-7, and seven, you know, if I'm being honest. But we'll see. Like, I could, I would, I would, yeah, I don't know.
0: Denver at Denver. Uh-huh. Friday, Saturday, Memphis, Monday, Memphis, at Dallas, at L.A., at L.A., home for L.A. So Lakers, Clippers in L.A., Lakers at home, at Atlanta, at Washington, at Philly, Yeah. New York, Phoenix, at Portland, at the Clippers versus Detroit, at Golden State, at Phoenix, home for Chicago, and then home for the Clippers to end November. Yeah,
1: you know, so... I, I, there are definitely some wins there. I think they will beat the Lakers. Um, I think teams like Denver, Memphis, you know, the, the really good teams like Dallas, I think the turnovers that this team commits, they will pay a price against those better teams, you know, and that's, that's probably where they lose some games because yeah. of all the turnovers, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, if you're asking me for a prediction, yeah, I mean, I would say you're probably, you know, I, I would expect you to have, you know, at least 11 wins. I'd expect
0: you to be 500 after 20 games. Yeah. I would think that you'll be, you know, 10 and 10 and 10. I I wouldn't 12 and eight. I mean, I could see that. But, I mean, there's, like I said, I was looking at this last night. The 20th game, I think, is versus Detroit Mm -hmm. on November 23rd. But, I mean, I have a hard time seeing you go to Denver and win. Uh, Memphis is just flipping phenomenal. Uh, You play them back-to-back Saturday and Monday. Um, you can win in Dallas. You can win with the Lakers. I don't see you beating the Clippers. I think you could beat the the Lakers again. Uh, Atlanta, Washington. I don't understand Philadelphia. That's a team that's shockingly bad. Yeah. And it's it's not the the funny thing is it's not James Harden. It's not Joe. I I it's the rest of that group and and shot making that is so tragically bad. Like I mean. Mrs. Monty and I were sitting on the couch last night watching some of the uh, the Sixer Toronto game, and I'm just watching Tyrese Maxey knock the knock it down, and he had 31 points last night. But Tobias Harris was terrible last night. Yeah, like he was just—he's the highest paid guy in that roster, I think—and he was terrible. Yeah, again. And I look at PJ Tucker. I don't know where that dude went because he was terrible last night. And I look at Embiid and Maxi at thirty-one. James Harden three of six from three, 18 points with seven boards and nine dimes. He was really effective last night. Yeah, that's what you need from him. But you got nothing off your bench: Niang, House, Reed, Harrell, like Montrez Harrell. I didn't even re- realize that Montrez Harrell was on that team. Like I, I think Doc Doc Rivers. If I was if I was doing like a a dead list doc rivers would be on that list like i think he is in <laughs> dude that's a team that's supposed to be for the eastern conference and you are you're not good like you are one in four and you have not been close to winning on the road yeah i mean yeah i mean i just think it's dude. the sixers are
1: so i say i don't i'm not going to believe in the sixers until they show me that they're an actual power yeah like and the only not, the
0: yeah. only their only win is over the pacers yeah and so your mom, your mom's better than the Pacers. Yeah, and I
1: think that you know I also think it's She's early in the really, year. But like obviously you can overcome some of these woes, but I I think that you can't, dude. You can't you can't get off to a you know what like a two and ten start. That's not going to work. You know, like I you mean, can't you, do if that. you
0: if you have one or no wins at this point, you're you're about twenty percent to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's how good the league is becoming. I I look at Philly. Dude, I, I think that's one of the absolute shocking trends. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're um, disappointing for sure. I mean, it, yeah. it it yeah, without a doubt. I think Cleveland last night, and you want to know why you should be pissed they traded Donovan Mitchell? Did anybody Dude, see Cleveland last night? He's, he's for real, man. He had his worst game as a Cleveland Cavalier. Um, by the way, Anthony uh, is out for Orlando. I don't know how many people saw that. Uh, he has either a torn or ruptured... Oblique muscle. Ruptured. Yeah, that's never good. But if you look at their roster and you look at what what Donnie did last night, 14 points on one of seven from three. Okay, they lost, right? No, they didn't lose. They won. They beat Orlando. And it's because he is, in my opinion, making guys like Dean Wade significantly better. And he's moving the basketball. Donovan Mitchell last night, one of seven from three, five of 19 from the floor. 14 points, eight dimes, four boards, two steals, one turnover. Yeah. He's better. He is significantly better. Yeah, and he can shoot it. And he can really shoot it. And I'm telling you, that Cleveland team is going to be a problem because Evan Mobley looked like that dude last night.
1: Yeah, and I I think the the thing with Don that is really – impressing me is I know that we always talk about his defense and how that's got to improve and it has improved it has improved but the passing is what's really impressing me like y- you're you're starting to see that in in a fresh face like or in a fresh situation you know with new faces new voices new teammates feels good mentally he's in a good place you're starting to see ball movement and I think that it's really unfortunate because I I, I think that the it what what it says to me is that the team, the jazz team that we all knew and loved with Don and Rudy could have been way better. If 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 they were in a better mental place, I think that team could have been NBA Finals caliber if the passing would have been there, if the the right mentality would have been there. Because he's he's passing you know, basketballs to the corner from the strong side elbow and they're knocking those down. Like, and that's not even as good a shooter as Bogdanovich was, right? Like, so if he's doing that in Cleveland, what would that look like in in Utah? That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it was hasty to trade him. I think that you, you I, I'm not going to sit here and say it was a mistake. They had their reasons. They chose the path they did. But I just wonder, like, man, if he can pass this way and draw the defense like that, Why weren't we seeing that? And the only thing I can think is because it wasn't in the scheme. It was not in
0: the playbook. And what is this for Donovan Mitchell? This is a prove-it year. This is a prove-it year for Donnie. I I think this is one of the most important years of his career to date. Yeah. And it's because he is going to take a lot of the blame for what happened in Utah. And I think when you look at at Rudy and Minneapolis, I think they're also very awkward. And I think that Rudy Gobert is – Rudy Gobert could be the end for Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota because I Carl uh, Anthony Towns, much like Anthony Davis in L.A., Jake, Carl Anthony Towns is not a three or four. Mm-hmm. And again, I will just say he forgot that there's a defensive end of the floor when you play the power forward. Yeah, And I don't know how he matches up with some of the power forwards in this league. He doesn't. And so you can't, in my opinion – reasonably believe that you can play carl anthony towns and rudy gobert on the floor at the same time
1: yeah and that's a problem when you when you are are paying these guys you know 100 million dollars a year collectively like that's not going to between
0: the two of them i think it's next season they will each average 50 million bucks they'll be paying them yeah 100 million dollars yeah yep to two guys Yep, and you're not. I don't see that. Do you see them as a championship caliber team this year?
1: I, I not not right this second. I mean, obviously they're a playoff team. Obviously they're a team that that is going to get their chance. But I but I think to be a to be a championship contender, to Ooh. be to be something that that is special, like they're going to have to figure out how to work that offense and how to how to how to play as a team. And and what's becoming so evident with the way the Jazz are playing right now is that if you play team basketball, you're going to beat some good teams. You know, like if you're playing with pace and you're moving the ball, you're going to beat teams. I agree. And, and I think that that's what I see is the real problem for the, the T-wolves right now is you're not going to have great ball movement with two seven-footers on the floor at the same yeah. time. And Chaboy, Anthony Edwards
0: is going to have to be huge for them. Yeah. D'Angelo is going to have to be huge for them. Yeah. I think you're asking a lot out of a lot of guys that, that – you know, frankly, when you're paying those two dudes 100 million bucks, Rudy Bear has to carry an offensive load for them. And that's terrifying if you're a Minnesota fan. I think there are too many fans that, that here that know that. Um, I think somebody talked about accountability. Where is it? Right there. Josh Lovering, cat holding ant accountable on his diet too. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of people who think you shouldn't have done that. Carl um, Anthony Towns talked about the fact that Anthony Edwards eats a ton of fried chicken. Like, I guess that's a staple in his diet. Yeah. And Kat said, we're professional athletes. We can't eat that way. Yeah. And it did not go over well, surprisingly. Because you would think that would. It did not. It did not go over well at all. Tyler P says, Cavs will be a second-round team at best. No, I don't think so. Because they're actually playing defense. They're actually playing really solid defense. And Evan Mobley, I just think Evan Mobley is a better player this year than he was last year. Yeah, and, and I think Donnie, moment there, yeah. I think Donnie has a lot to do with that. I, I, I really do. Carlin LeFaber says, Don's one-handed rebound last night was nasty. Did you guys see the dunk? Yeah. Like yeah. the tomahawk from the, the top of the circle? Yeah, dude. I mean, he looks unbelievable. Jeremy Bolton says, classic regular season Donnie. Yeah, we'll see, right? Uh, Pablo was that dude last night. Paulo Banquero is a stud. Yeah. Like he He is... makes it look easy.
1: I mean, he, he he makes it look easy. He's got a great body for the NBA. He's got a great feel in the mid-range. Like he he he's what you want. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you know you know NBA studs in the draft when you see him.
0: But it's Cole Anthony that guy cuz I think Paulo Banquero needs a running mate.
1: Yeah, I don't think that Cole Anthony necessarily is a championship caliber running mate. I think Cole Anthony is is a guy who has a place on a championship caliber team. Like I think that he could be, you know, uh, a point guard on a championship contender. You know, like definitely. But they I don't just think, don't have
0: depth. Yeah, I mean, like
1: that's the problem. Like I don't think he can be the second pillar of a of, of a, a duo.
0: Well, him and Wagner are. I think Paulo Bancaro and and Franz Wagner are. That's a decent one, too. But Wendell Carter's not a star. Yeah. I mean, they need a guard who can be that guy. Yeah. And Cole Anthony is supposed to be that guy. But, you know, is Ross that guy? I mean, Anthony last night plays 32 minutes, one of five from three for nine points. And then ruptures. uh, 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 Come on. I mean, like, he's just, he ain't that dude. You know, like, I think Paulo Bancaro is. And again, not, I keep receipts. MF was, I keep them receipts. Right. Pablo Banquero should have been the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. And I I would hope that you would back me up. Yeah. No, I agree. That I say Yeah this guy. The good looking one. Seth. Right, right, right. You know. Right. Paulo Banquero, that dude. So for me anyway, I think it's I think it's really interesting uh, to see how all that works out. Uh let's see. Brent Burnett Jazz could be sixty plus win team, which would continue the surprise. Okay, no. See, this is this is what you can't do. Mm. You can't be, oh, Jazz are going to win 60 games. You know. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. They're not doing that. But we are doing football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. On the Monty Show, we talk about the biggest stories in football presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Last weekend for the Jacko Pizza. Tonight at Casa de Montmair. Uh, You know, hey, Monty. <laughs> we are going <laughs> to. Somebody said that to me yesterday. I chuckled. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Um, We are doing the Jacko pizza tonight at Casa de Monte. Uh, and we uh, encourage you to do that as well. Make sure you use the promo code Monty 25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Of course, the Utah Jutz. Utah Jutz. Take on the Washington State Cougars. Pullman, Washington. Yeah. Out the middle of nowhere. Eastern Washington State. I don't know why I was channeling Dave Chappelle right there, but... I was. Okay. Uh, Anyway, the point is uh, Pullman, Washington, where dreams go to die. I think that's actually on a billboard somewhere. Like, that's their... Yeah, it's like in the gate when you walk in. It says where
1: you come for dreams to die.
0: Yeah, the Pullman uh, Bureau of Tourism where dreams come to die. Pullman, Washington. Uh, The Utes are a full seven-point favorite tonight, Jake. Yeah. Coming up in six minutes, um, we will give you a lock on that game. Positive, negative, like... I think it's uh,
1: positive. I I think that it's going to be really tight. Like I think, I'm obviously encouraged that you're coming off of a buy. You know, you should be very prepared. Like you shouldn't be surprised by really anything tonight. At the same time, it's still Pullman. It's still going to be cold. It's still a tough game. You're on the road at night. Like that's not an easy thing to do. But I think it's a close game. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Utes win, but I think it's really close.
0: Yeah, I think um, I am far more worried about uh, BYU, which is why Gabe Judy Lolly will join us at 8.30. Stick around for that. Uh, or 8.40-ish, I think. 8.40. Who knows? I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, the point is, uh, Gabe Judy Lolly will join us. We'll talk BYU football. But I feel pretty confident. I feel less confident that Tommy and uh jizzy are gonna make it giselle's bunston right dropping ultimatums on tommy according to i believe it was us weekly you're home for tom brady's marriage news um where i don't know dude i i don't know uh giselle bunston according to sources close to her bunston uh have giselle has given tommy an ultimatum you either quit football and we stay together or I'm dumping that A. I'm taking a kiss and we out. Mm. So again, we'll just go back to the Giselle and Tommy question. Yeah. Who's to blame here? See, now I kind of think I've evolved as a man. My right. brain has maturated and matriculated into different machinations. Right. Uh, I can see Giselle's point. I think Giselle has said to Tom, I'm really worried that you're going to get more concussions. She claims he's had many, many concussions. She is worried about his cranium. Yeah. She is worried about him physically not being able to take care of her or the kids, um, which is a legitimate fear when your husband's 40-something years old and he's playing in the NFL. But I can see Tommy's side of this as well. You don't tell me when to stop playing a kid's game for millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Her point is, well, you can still be around the kid's game because you have a contract, a TV contract, right? I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't put fault. But if I'm Tom Brady, I don't stop playing. And if I'm Giselle, I don't come off of my ultimatum.
1: Yeah, I think, and that's what I'm saying. I think it's tough. Like I, th- I think it's. It, it, I understand Tom's position. I also understand Giselle's position. I understand where they both are on it. And and
0: un- oh god. Uh oh. What? Oh. Mrs. Monty would like to make her debut at the Maverick Center Studio. Well, please, by um, all means. Cause strong, here, like, here, here we, we go. There she goes walking by in her smoking hot Jordans. Okay, so we got so to dial in the camera. So we got to dial
1: in the camera. We got to dial in the
0: camera here. And there's me. There's Mrs. Oh, Hello. Maunty. Hello. Oh, hello.
3: Geez. Hi. Oh,
0: jeez. Hi. And,
3: and you know what? You know what you've completely neglected for me? What's that? Completely neglected?
0: Uh, what, are we talking our marriage or something else?
3: A headset.
0: Headphones? Nah, deal with it. You'll live. What, what? Wow. Wow. I, I haven't found... And this I, is
3: exactly what Giselle said to Tommy. Deal with it. It's not Tommy. You'll it's live. Tommy, please. Tommy?
0: It's Tommy, please. Tommy? Where are you at on Tommy versus versus Jizzy? I
3: I think that as this story has developed, people are seeing that she's not just being a jerk. Yeah, she like, is. Like, hey, you don't know what's happening in their private life. There's probably already signs that he is suffering from the effects of multiple concussions.
0: Ba- babe, babe, babe. And we don't talk about ED. Guys, guys. We guys, don't guys. talk about ED on this show. That's the other station. Not the
3: little head, the big head.
0: Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah,
3: I assumed. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but uh, you know, I think that everybody was like, "Oh, how dare she!" They in a marriage are supposed to be a partnership, mm-hmm. and she should have been able to say to him, "Hey." I'm concerned for your health. And he probably at one point said, Yeah, I'm gonna retire. Then he was like, No, nah, I'm not gonna retire. And she's like, You need to retire. Okay, I'll retire next year. No, I'm not gonna retire. He's obviously probably addicted to the position that he's in as a quarterback, right? Yeah. Very powerful. He has had a ton of success. It becomes very difficult to walk away.
0: I agree. But doesn't that but isn't that the game that we play as men? Like because I, I think this is this is something we all deal with. We all want to play a kids' game, and as long as we can play a kids' game, yeah,
1: hundred percent. And I think you know? it's, and it's, and I think the difficult part is like for Tom, he's he's, you know, he's kind of breaking ground on you know playing deep into your forties, and like he's doing some yeah. things, but I, at what cost? That's the tough part.
0: Yeah, I, I uh, that's the that's the biggest question. Football at fifty. 10 to the hour, every hour, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. 911, what's your emergency?
3: Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again. I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni.
1: Ma'am, ma'am, we've traced the smell and it's coming from inside
0: your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza and it's just $10. Ah,
3: amazing! Papa Murphy's.
0: Just admit it—you're gonna miss that commercial. Yep. Papa you, Murphy's. You are gonna miss that commercial. There is, there is no doubt about that. That you, you will absolutely. Uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Use the promo code Monty25 and make sure you get that Jacko Pizza this weekend. We're ordering tonight. Yeah. Uh, because after the show tomorrow, we jet off to Boise. Eh? Uh, as the Grizzlies and uh, the Idaho Steelheads will be on YouTube. Make sure you go and find the Utah Grizzlies uh, YouTube channel. Hit subscribe because you can hear me and the great Tyson Whiting call the game uh, on Friday and Saturday on YouTube. But uh, don't forget Gabe Judy Lolly from BYU is coming up uh, on the show in about 40 minutes after they lift. Stick around for that. Um, this show is presented by the advocates, utahadvocates.com. Been in a wreck, got hurt at work, need an injury attorney? Are you wondering if you need an attorney? By the way, did you know that if you're wondering if you need an attorney, uh, you need an attorney? So get to UtahAdvocates.com. You can chat with them right now on their website, UtahAdvocates.com. It's free. You don't pay consultation fees or retainers. Please do not rely on your insurance company, your insurance company. Like if you got a hurt at work, Workman's Comp Insurance is not there to protect you. They're not. They're there to make their own money and keep as much money as possible. That's why you go to the advocates. Utahadvocates.com where you know that you never pay until they win your case. Let's talk about this marriage thing with Tom and Giselle because I see a lot yeah. of people commenting on this. Yeah. Um, And it is, it is amazing to me that you have all of these questions about marriage. And I think this is one of those things, by the way, that we all... We all deal with career wise, like Jake and I just made a huge career change and Mrs. Monty was heavily involved in that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Mrs. Monty um, by, you know, decree of the state gets part of what I make and stuff and stuff. Right. Good morning. Uh, Anyway, she was involved in that pretty significantly. Um, But I don't think it's easy. Marriage is not easy. Right. Relationships are not easy. No, they're not. Anyway, we're not allowed to talk about it. Anyway, we'll move on. And the the, the we, point is... Dude,
1: we can talk about it, but you can't mock me about it. What, like, that's it? Like,
0: how, how like... How have well, I mocked I'm ha- you? I'm
1: happy to talk Hell about boy. it. I have not
0: mocked you at you all. You do. How? Oh, boy. Bro, oh, you're, you do. What?
3: It was Jesus. It was literally like 20 minutes later that he was mocking you about that's it. A, that's so. a
0: lie. That is, that is just not factually accurate. What? it was like 25 minutes i was sending him gifts of
3: like 22 and a half minutes i
0: sent so jake is no longer relationshipped um yes. he is no longer commingling his funds right. um you are single <laughs> you are you know yes you are a man of forearm skill right um at this moment and right. it is it is true that like 30 minutes after you broke up, I did send you a dog humping a pool toy. Right. I mean, I admit that I did that. Right. And it was funny. <laughs> Tell people it was funny. I
1: mean, it was funny. It was, you know. But.
0: Jake and I are in a like an Instagram group chat with another one of his friends. And yeah. I sent a poodle humping a, or a chihuahua humping a pool toy. I thought that was funny. Yeah. But relationships are difficult. I mean, it is. When you look at this Tom and Giselle thing, look at this Kanye thing. If you didn't hear the latest on on Yay, Ye, he yeah. he he quite literally showed up unannounced at Skechers yesterday, and he was escorted off the property. Yeah, that is a Jewish-owned business, and which he, it doesn't seem like he was aware of. He, by the way, I, don't I think, think very think he clearly was aware of it at all. I think very clearly he was not aware of that and i think very clearly they did not want him there yeah. he brought a film crew crew cuz he documents his reality everything he does yeah um, he he brought a he brought a film crew and they escorted him off and then they released another statement where they condemned what he said and they said that they will never work with him if you're Con- if you're if you're kanye west that's one thing but if you're kim kardashian And you're the mother of his children that's got to be incredibly difficult yeah
1: i think it's i think it's 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 frustrating i think it's it it makes you feel like you made a mistake it makes you feel like you made a bad choice and and it's hard to see you know like in the in the moment like it's hard to see you know sometimes like when you're making a mistake or when something isn't going to work out because it feels great it like like it does that's how life works you know and so now it's like who could have projected that kanye was going to go off the reservation here and do what he's doing. Like, I, you know, I don't know.
0: Me,
3: I could have predicted that 100%. Like, Did you
0: write on your hand? No. Uh, uh, oh, I thought, oh, that's your ring, my bad. My bad. I thought you really had ink on your hand. I was like, <laughs> children, what are you doing?
3: Uh, I got a hand tattoo last night. Um, I just Secretly. didn't want to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, I, I think 100% you can predict that. I had a good friend in high school who was bipolar. Mm. very creative, wonderful artist. And she really struggled with staying on her meds. Because when she was off her meds, she was super manic, super creative, like could go for days. Um, But it always ends up crashing. Yeah. And um, if anyone, even if you're not uh, bipolar, anyone Needs to have someone in their life that they trust that can help them pump the brakes. And I think Kim did that for a long time with Kanye. Like, hey, you know, you gotta be taking care of yourself, whatever that looks like, whether it's medicine or whatever. But you also can't be making an ass of yourself. Mm-hmm. And what have we seen since they split? It's been a continuous spiral and it's going downhill. Yes. Yep. This Skechers thing does not surprise me at all.
0: It doesn't not even like no, I am. I am shocked that he showed up. He knows that Skechers is a Jewish-owned company. He, he, he has how do you to, not dude. know? He he may he has to. He
3: may not have. He doesn't care. That's the well, thing. Well, that that might when be you the thing. Are yeah. In that yep. state yeah. where I'm sure that he's got this manicness that's happening, where he is not focusing and all he's trying to do is grab onto things. And there's no one who can stop him. I'm sure that he probably told his agent or whoever does what management they can for him, don't ever try to stop me. Yeah. And they're like, all right, you know, yeah. I'm telling you it's not a good choice, but go ahead. Because, More power to you, bud. Right? That's usually how But people, now his, his
0: managers fired him as well. CAA fired him. He doesn't have an agent. Like his Donda agency is is falling apart. I like. Yeah. Anyway, all of this to say, Jake is single because now everybody is asking about your relationship, Jake, and mm-hmm. everybody thinks I'm bullying you into talking about it. Okay. Well, what are the questions? What are they asking? Why are you single? Um, Jake is now single. <laughs> uh, Jake doesn't want to. Tanner says Jake doesn't want to talk about it in a public setting, which I respect.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get into specifics about it. I can tell you that right now, but like, I. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think you know th- this. Con- it's funny. This Kanye thing is. I, yeah. I think is really interesting when you compare it to you know my situation and i think that you know like what we do is a grind like i like i've said that to you guys many times like we work probably i mean i don't count the hours but we're probably 60 70 hours the last six weeks like legit you know and i think that it 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 takes a toll it's worth it i'm not complaining but but like if we're talking about the reality of the situation it does take a toll and i think that yeah it does you know i i think that you know in times in life when you're building something you you know again without getting into specifics i you know like it it does require some some extras like extra support or extra you know x factors that someone intangibles is the word i'm looking for you you know you need you need in your person you need intangibles and that you know when you don't have those you know there has to be conversations so yeah it's unfortunate it's not it's not fun to talk about it's not certainly an ideal situation, but it's 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 a business situation. Like I, it's not worth, you know, sacrificing what we've done here, the investment we've made, you know, in, in the long run.
0: Well, and I think this yeah. goes back to Tommy and Giselle too. I mean, I, I think that it's very hard to tell somebody to, to stop doing what they're passionate about. It's very difficult to tell somebody, no, you cannot do that, or it's come to an end or, I mean, those are always, think about your marriage. I mean, those are always, Right. I mean, if you if you think about it, I think those are always really difficult conversations to have yeah. inside of a marriage or inside of a relationship when you're trying to tell somebody, hey, you can no longer do what you want to do or what you've chosen to do for all these years. Yeah, it's 100%. really it's really difficult to do that. And I think when you look at Kanye, I think it's really and, and I, I think I, I, somebody said it's really difficult to watch it. Teddy Wayman um said it's man it sucks seeing kanye go off the deep end yeah it does suck seeing kanye go off the deep end and the hard part is look at what he's giving up yeah he's giving up his marriage he's giving up his kids he's giving up his career he's giving up his business He like it's all we're watching it evaporate into nothing yeah like i mean this is this he's lost do you guys realize to his mental illness that he has lost billions of dollars now. Yeah. When you look at Adidas, yeah. you look at Footlocker, no longer selling his product. Um, you know, it, it, I can't remember the name of the brand, something in Seagia or whatever. Balenciaga. Uh, yes, thank you. Walked away from Kanye. Just said no. You're no longer please. Like, and he still wore their clothes yesterday. But they've they've said to him, no, you're not designing for us anymore. You're not wearing our clothes anymore. We don't endorse you. Yeah. And the hard part is. Is that all of these companies, Skechers, Skechers yesterday, made like a a really awfully difficult to digest, you're a really crappy human being. Yeah. Essentially is what they've said, not once, but now twice. Yeah. And all of these other companies are like, yeah, that guy's a terrible person. He's anti-Semitic. And imagine if you're Northwest, his daughter. Yeah. These videos are never going away. Now. Yeah. The things your dad said, and we could talk about the fact he's bipolar or whatever he allegedly is, whatever the mental disease he's dealing with, that's never going away. His life, his business, his family, that's all you're just watching it melt away. Yeah. It is and unfortunate. It, it's brutal. Yeah. It's absolutely brutal because by some accounts, and I think Mrs. Monty, to a less of an extent, but I can tell you for me, absolutely, when I think of Kanye West, I think of the San Francisco Giants winning the, the World Series uh. multiple times when I was there because when you would go into the locker room in those, you know, those Lincecum Kane days, the Buster Posey teams, like you go into those locker rooms in twenty eleven after a game, and they're banging the Jay-Z Kanye album. Mm-hmm. Like that that's what the that's the throne. That's what the music is in their lock like so in the clubhouse for them. Like yeah. and you hear it everywhere. Or you used to. And the hard thing is the guy is a wonderfully talented artist who just cannot control himself. Yep. And and it's brutal. Yeah. It's, and you look at Antonio Brown much the same. You look at, you look at these guys who lose themselves to mental disease. It's, it's impossible.
1: Yeah. It's a watch.
0: And again, as we sit here and we talk about the biggest stories in sports, thanks to our friends at quick quack Car Wash, But we talk about these stories, Kanye West is one of the biggest stories in sports.
1: Absolutely. When yeah. you
0: have a guy like Jalen Brown of the, the Celtics, Aaron Donald, arguably the best defensive player in the NFL, walking away from his, his representation firm, Donda sports, which is Kanye West's firm. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Yeah. I how mean, long, it's shockwaves, but if you're Kim Kardashian, it, it, how long do you go before you just walk away from him? Like how long should she have tried? Like, I, I don't have well, any I don't idea. Think
1: there's a, I don't think you I can don't... put a stamp on it, you know, like it's tough.
3: And we don't know how long she, uh, you know, how everything she did do. But I do, I, I, I I would guess that she really tried for a long time and Northwest is not surprised by this. Yeah. No, families know what it's like. And they, I think that Kim tried to control it and, and help as much as she could but he doesn't want to be controlled and he's gone through several stages in the yeah. last few years believing that he is god um you know uh, seriously that i i'm not joking um you know so from having this godlike complex to now uh swinging you know over towards this ultra conservative, uh, anti-Semitism, Christian, thing. yeah, Christian nationalist, but, but if you're thing, like
0: if you're Kim K, you're terrified of this dude. He, I mean, he sat in front of your house, and you know, like he threatened Pete Davison's life while you guys were dating. Like, I mean, this is not. Yeah. I don't blame her. It, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I blame her because I don't. Yeah. But let's get some of your comments in here because uh, a lot of people are asking uh, Fat Jesus and many other would like to know if you broke up over text. Nope. Nope. How'd you break up this time? Uh, we talked about it over FaceTime. There you go. Uh, uh, Jerem Patterson says Giselle needs to take into account. She married the goat. She has countless posts. I love your work ethic and competitiveness. Wait, but only when it's convenient. Sad she can't stand by him. I don't know that I agree with that. Convenient is not the
3: thing. Not only when it's convenient. If you love someone and you're watching them like Badger, they're, they're like bodies are just being beaten up. Boy, you're on heat. this.
0: You're on, you really think that she's, she sees like cognitive decline, cognitive. I'm not I, saying I can't that there's speak, necessarily cognitive you know. decline, okay.
3: but and there is absolutely 100% that he has physical effects from playing football.
0: Oh yeah, right? has to. Not has a question, yeah. whether
3: it be broken bones you know whether it be you know
0: muscular back pain like
3: knee back, pain yeah
0: everything major had yeah, major <laughs> knee reconstruction at one point we remember that against Cincinnati when they fell on his knee like he is I mean clearly when you you're what I, honestly I think he's forty five now and he's playing in the NFL like you don't you don't do that yeah. without neck back shoulder knee pain like yeah. she and he spends obviously millions on his body but I, I don't think it's you know her changing her mind or all of a sudden that. You yeah. know, she wants to be a stay-at-home mom. And I don't he's think it's a matter of facilitating that. Yeah,
1: it's not a matter of convenience. I think she's no, she's she's not at all. pulling the ripcord here and saying, "Hey, like you've been playing for I, I I don't know how many seasons it is now. I think it's I think he's past twenty now. If I'm if I'm correct, yeah. um, yeah. like I I feel like her point is valid when she says, "Hey, you've played a really long time." Now I do agree. Like, hey, it's hard to tell someone that they can't keep doing what they love to do, but it but that's the you know the give and take of a relationship. And I think that they, you know, are, are both going to make their decision. And clearly Tom doesn't want to stop playing, but I, I do agree. Like Tom is, is not having a great year. And 23
0: in, years in the NFL. So
1: 23 seasons, 45
0: but, years old and 85 days.
3: And he needs to figure out what's next. And I think that's the, like what I infer, but from he's the got situation. a TV
0: contract though.
3: So, so here's the thing. Think about, uh, Dale jr. Mm-hmm. Right. He left racing because Because of of concussions concussions. and he talked about how his family, his wife saw the effects and he's had less
0: concussions. Well, and he also, but Dale's a really interesting, I'm glad you brought that up because Dale also talked about brain damage from carbon monoxide in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he talked about the fact he almost died in a, in a uh, pro-am race in a Corvette um he passed out and the car caught on fire you know like you look at all these things I don't disagree with Giselle the hard part here is I don't think either one of them is wrong yeah I think in this Giselle Tom Brady thing I think they're both justified in their positions if I'm Giselle I don't want to be somebody's nursemaid when I don't want to be Steve McMichael's wife I don't want to be one of these guys I don't want to be Junior Seau's family after he puts a shotgun to his chest and kills himself. Horrible. I don't want to be these guys that are dealing with ALS and Parkinson's disease because of brain damage. I don't, you know that that's what happens and I don't give a damn about helmet technology because I don't believe that helmet technology prevents that. Yeah. Even now, I don't think it prevents that. My point is I agree with Giselle, but I agree with Tom. It's and, a game and I want to play it.
3: And th- that's how relationships are and they that's have right. to work it out yeah it's tough when it comes into the the public eye and people are like oh how dare she and yeah. you know and i'm sure there's also on the other side oh how dare he but you know yeah. like, they have to figure that out and we can't be the ones to say what's actually happening
0: but by the way how terrible is it that we and many others are sitting here debating their marriage and which one of them's a jerk who ruined it well i think but i think
1: that's 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 the responsibility they have with the level they've gotten to like
0: well and i think it does I, i think that comes with it obviously i mean when we're when we're sitting here and we talk about this on a regular basis but when we're sitting here debating people's marriages and we're talking about like Kanye West, we're talking about a guy who's going crazy in front of the public view. Yeah. This is the Britney Spears shaving her head in the barbershop thing. Like when you think about the way that we handle celebrities in this country, I think we're kind of dicks about it. Yeah, like well. we think that they live in some Petri dish or it's a reality show. Like Kanye West is a human being with kids who are going to watch this. Mm. Kanye West is a guy that we're watching going crazy, yeah. giving away his fortune to, to, mental, to mental health. And I think right. it's just it's. It must be incredibly difficult, and I've never sided with a Kardashian one time in my life. Yeah. It must be incredibly difficult to be Kim Kardashian watching all this play out on TV, on the internet, on Drudge Report, on yeah, Fox. Yeah, I just CNN. think that you can't.
1: You can't. Like, I, I, I would assume with the life that they live, they've been able mentally to like kind of build up a. A resilience to it on some level you know like you're but Kardashian. do you do
0: you build up a resilience
1: i think I, when you deal with something long enough you know i'm not saying it's certainly easy for them but you know I, not, got, not, I y- think did it. you say
0: it's not easy for them
1: i said no i didn't but that's that's pretty good it's not it's yeah not, yeah yeah
3: but
0: right you see what right, I, what, yeah I, what, I did what are the people yeah. saying what are the people saying yeah. um let's see um giggity says the only thing jake needs to address is whether uh, text messaging was utilized in the breakup. No, it was not. Nope. Um, again, why everybody, (laughs) I've probably driven that narrative too much. Yeah. You rightfully broke over. Let's go. And we should probably clarify this. Yeah. Your previous relationship that you destroyed. Uh, well it's the, uh, the, uh, you know, um, no, the, the breakup over text in all seriousness was the exact right way to break up because you know, I mean, murder is never what you want the outcome to be. And that girl yeah. was crazy. Yeah. That girl grew. She still DMs you though, by the way. From time to time. Do you answer? No. Wow. Are you, so you're, but you're also the guy who doesn't keep in touch with his exes though. Mm-hmm. You're not that dude.
1: Yeah. I'm not cold blooded about it, but I, you know, I just think it's, I'm like, I'm too nice, you know? So like, yeah. I know if I yeah.
0: like. You are. Thanks. No, but it's not Thank a bad. Th- it's a yeah. good. It's a blessing it's, and a curse. You're right. Yeah. No, I'm being serious. Uh-huh. I'm not even being you know bully dick as I usually am. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah. You don't say often say no to people. If if somebody asks you for something and you can reasonably do it, you're going to say yes. Yeah. And you actually care about other people. You will put other people in front of your best decision instead you will put other people in front of what's best for you you will sleep less to accommodate other people's requests of you yeah and i I'm not, uh, I'm it's I'm a not blessing ruthless. and a curse i'm
1: not i'm not ruthless i'm not cold-blooded and in it, it so as far as talking to people like it, it becomes difficult for me cuz if i talk to people and i keep them around like the feelings stay around you know and it's like it just it, yeah, it's there were, a, it's a miserable place to be and one of those last ones you were you were hanging on Yeah, it's tough, dude. Like, it's not easy, man. Like, it's not... Like, again, this this goes right down the rabbit hole of, like, it's not easy to find someone anymore. No, I
0: agree. Uh, Tanner says, Yes, Jake, we do need to know if you broke up with her over text. Um, You know, (laughs) let's see. Uh, Eminem says, A man has to grind for 20 to 30-year-olds... And most women don't get that. Men have to become, and women just are. Ooh, I don't see. Okay, I wait, think. Wait wait, in,
3: wait, 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 Read this again.
0: A man has to grind for twenty to thirty years, and most women don't get that. Men have to become. Women just are.
3: Oh, 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 oh. Who, who said that?
0: Eminem said that.
3: Eminem, Eminem. Yeah. Let's have a chat. I don't know what world <laughs> you live in but I've been grinding for 30 years and I never was given an opportunity. I think that men are given more opportunities and women have to grind. We're expected to do things and we are not given things easily. Eminem that you, you either need to explain yourself or maybe you need to take a look at what you think, because that's horrible to say.
0: Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. I do agree
3: that men, there's been a lot of, um, you know, responsibilities put on men through generations because they also put responsibilities on women to have to raise children, but sorry. Well, I also grind. think
0: one of the responsibilities that we as men have, um, is to fire up the smoker at barbecue pit stop, <gasps> right. bbq dot stop.com. Cause I
3: will grill Eminem
0: w- oh. right now. Uh, put a little Sato wow. seasoning on it. Wow. That's right. That's right. Look at you snarling. Uh, Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQ Pit Those are our dudes. Like they have been on. They're one of the first people that jumped on this show. Uh, I have known the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop since my days. Steve Clinton. Yeah, since since our days back at 1320K Fan. The, the sports leader. leader. Um, we've known those guys for years and they've only gotten better. And they're small business owners. They're good at what they do, they're good people to do business with. in Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, Logan, and of course, our good friends in Salt Lake City, otherwise known as Murray, um, on State Street. Stop by their stores, you know, like tonight, we're gonna put our, our uh, Papa Murphy's pizza, our Take and Bake Papa Murphy's on the Traeger Ironwood 885 that we got at Barbecue Pit Stop. Um, we're gonna hook it up. We have got the, last time we were in, we saw Steve and the guys in Lehigh. We got the best, these cherry pellets that make the pizza so good. Because the flavor of the pellet absolutely matters. Yeah, Uh, We love the cherry pellets for the pizza. Got that there. The asado seasoning. Got that there. I mean, like, anything you need and now most of their stores have huge butcher shops. Like, if you go into the store up in Logan, um, when you're done wiping away the Aggie Tears, you go into the barbecue pit stop up in Logan. That store's crazy, bro. It's huge. And they have a full-time butcher on staff at the barbecue pit stop in, in Logan. Like, the they're just awesome people to do business with. That's why you go to Barbecue Pit Stop. When you go in there, or when you get on barbecuepitstop.com and chat with those guys, make sure you tell them you heard it on the Monty Show. We appreciate uh, your support with that. And yeah, they can answer questions for you. But again, the best seasoning I've ever run across, yeah, is the asado seasoning. Thanks. And I will. I will again, um, put up the picture for you because I think it's that important. Flavor Knuckles. Flavor Knuckles Asado yeah. seasoning. Yep. Is is absolutely the bomb. Like on wings, on burgers, on steaks. Yep. You name it, you can do it. If you're a brisket guy, and I know this time of year there's a ton of, um, you know, obviously venison, deer, moose going up on the smokers. They have all kinds of rubs, uh, marinades, sauces. You name it, you need it, you get it. At barbecue pit stop, bbq Make sure you tell them you heard it uh on the show. Salty drunk says, geez, Monty, you've changed your tune. You had her hitting the pavement at the start of the show. No, I think what I've I can see both sides of it on Tom and Giselle now. Mm. Like it, it is I, marriage is hard, dude. Like it is, it, you know, and again, I'm speaking from from personal experience. When you work with your wife it's really difficult but you know what the funny thing is mrs Monty and i used to spend every day for three four years i guess it was three years working right next to each other yeah and now we don't do that like i miss that i miss us going to lunch together i miss us like we pick each other up you know like we would we both grinded and like when you're in sales and and you know you're in like a huge tech industry and you're going to have good days and bad days but a lot of times you if you have somebody be like, come on, you can do it, you know, like and you're supporting each other, like it makes a huge difference. You know, and and as Jake said before, when you have somebody not supporting your grind, it sucks. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, totally agree. I don't think I've changed my Well, I think I don't it's think tough. At the beginning
3: of the story, it's Giselle left Tommy, you know, and yeah. and she's the bad guy. But we always
0: victimize the and, and this is gonna sound like I'm advocating for women's rights. I'm not, even though I would, but I'm not, now it's awkward. Anyway, the point is we always blame the woman. We always blame the woman. She was this, or like, I think we throw the B word out way too often, Bonnie, please. Bonnie, way too often when, when we, you know, we call, we call a woman a B or like, do you understand the connotation that has? I think as men, we're too aggressive with that. And I know that the three of us in this room would agree with that, but yeah. I, I yeah. just think it's too easy to do that, so yeah, I think we blame Giselle far too easily, you know. Like it, it just, it just is. Eminem says, uh, "I meant that Jake is in the grinding time of his life; he needs a ride or die woman."
1: Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> that's tough. I, I think it's tough. Like, I'll be honest. I think it's, it's not easy to find someone like, my wait age. Wait a minute who, are
0: are you are you upset about this thing? Like, you seem usually when you have I'm had upset, breakups in I, yeah, the past. I mean,
1: it's, it's. I'm not, fr- I'm not upset that like. I'm not upset from the standpoint that I'm heartbroken. I'm upset that it's, you know, like it's just difficult to find someone. Like it's di- like it, it it is there's only there's only one top priority in my life. Like and that's this. You know what I mean? Like there's not going to be another top priority for a while, you know, and and mm-hmm. I think that you have to have like like Nipsey Hussle said uh, you know, before he passed a while back like you have to have vision. One of the people in your group has to have vision and and then everybody else can follow that vision. And I feel like when, when you can't see the vision and you just think that like, there's a grind happening and you're just forgotten about that, that, that's just unacceptable, you know? And, and that's, what's frustrating. Yeah. It's like, I I, totally like you put in, you put in all the work, you put in all the effort you put in, you know, like, you're right. Like I did lose, I I have lost sleep over it. Like there, like there've been nights where I've stayed up later to accommodate people and done things and that and that's why it's frustrating you know Well
0: but yeah. I I also think this is this whole thing and I know we talk about it a lot but like this whole thing is this is our existence right now like we have a massive financial investment in this platform and in the studio that we're sitting in we are we have huge partners on the show like and when you don't have somebody that will grind with you as we said before and that, I think that was that was one of the hardest things you've always said this about dating though it's hard to find uh, particularly in your but in your generation yeah it's incredibly difficult to find somebody that will grind career-wise grind for your own but understand that hey there's going to be weekends where i'm not going to see you there's going to be nights where, you know what? I fell asleep and we're not going to talk on the phone tonight. Yeah. Or we're not going to FaceTime tonight. Or you've always had that problem. That is not a new problem for yeah, you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's it, it's not a new problem because this has been a journey, you know? Like, that's the truth of it. Like, you know, like it's not – like, again, I'm not complaining, but you guys are getting insight into what this takes. Like, it takes, at like, five days a week, every day, getting up at 4 a.m. or what was 4.30 before we were here, you know, for – you know, I, we've been on YouTube for, I think a year and a half now, I think it is, or something like that. And before that, like we, we've been doing the show for like seven years, man, people have come and go, but the, the show is a priority. And I think that we're getting to a place now where like it's it we've come too far not to finish, you know? And that for me is, is, is the thing. And I, and I just think it's, it's like you, you, you can't find commitment in, in my generation, people who are willing to see, yeah, Something's being built. It takes commitment. It takes time. Yeah. It takes effort and energy. And it is the number one in his life. And when you can't see that, I, I like. There's I, that puts me in a no-win position.
0: Yep, Gabe the Ollie will join us here in about ten minutes, uh, talking BYU and East Carolina. Uh, stick around for that. But let's get some of your comments in here. Tom Basilius is panicked. He says, "Guys, I can't find my AirPod case. God damn it! You got to use. It when that happens. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. It's. You got to use Find My." You got to use the Find My tool mm-hmm. on your phone. Uh, Salty, I already read that one. Michael Peck says nothing is conservative about anti-Semitism. It just seems conservatives get canceled more. This is not cancel culture. No. What's going on with Yeezy is not cancel culture. What's going on? Listen, Kanye West is not being canceled. Kanye West is being held accountable for his words. Yeah. Yeah. that's what this is. Yeah. You don't get to you don't get to do what he what he did and said and get away with it. NY uh, Monty fan says, "Firing up the smoker tonight. Chicken fajitas for the fam. Homemade Ooh. salsa and homemade avocado ranch. My boy. goodness! Homemade salsa. A boy. My nice. goodness! Jerome Patterson says, or Jerem Patterson says, Mrs. Monty, bring in the fire. I love it. I I do too. Uh, Brett Burnett says, uh, Jizzy making ultimatums. Those seem to uh, those never seem to work. They don't. Yeah. They they never ever work. Ultimatums don't.
2: Yeah."
0: Uh, RRR says, Al Franken and that comedian whom obviously liked houseplants got canceled. I don't think they're canceling looks at your political views at all. I, I think Al Franken was politically canceled. I think oh, what yeah. he did, I think what Al Franken did, did he grope a woman? Yes, he did. Um, did he sexually harass a woman in the 80s? I'm sure he did. Is that right? No, it's completely wrong. He got canceled and exposed because he was going to run for president. Yeah, that, That's, in my opinion, yeah that's cancer culture. look at that caleb harrison in the house what's up caleb uh you missed your your time to shine we were talking about whether pepperoni pizza is any good or not yeah and as our resident pepperoni pizza expert you know you know uh deuce says first time getting eight hours of sleep all night all week rather i gotta tell you the last two nights i've never slept better like it it has been it has been amazing that it's cold and it it is way better holobilly says same jake just got out of a five-year relationship. Hardest thing was giving my all and never receiving the same in return. Never again doing me from now on. Ooh. Well, I think here's, didn't we here's have the that deal. conversation? Yeah, I
1: mean, but here's the thing: you you can't expect other people to to give, you know, what you're willing to give, and and that's certainly not what I expect out of other people. But I do expect a certain level. You know, there's a certain level of empathy and understanding for what's happening that that you know has to be kind of understood. And it, and it's funny how. You know again without getting into specifics it's funny how you know the messaging kind of changes when when things change when you leave the messaging kind of changes and i and and it's it's just funny how that works and i think yeah being 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 a genuine person and being being nice and willing to take care of people is a great thing to have but also you know it can be it can be i'm not going to say abused but i think it can be taken for granted and i think that that's that's kind of the that's kind of the tough part and i and i think there's a you know like when you're when you're doing something like this it's special and not everyone deserves to be around it and i think that you have to you have to take that seriously
0: yeah i do, and i don't even think that's you being arrogant saying that i think that that is the absolute truth you have to in my opinion when you are dating you have to make somebody earn that you 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 have to you have to make somebody earn your time you have to make somebody earn your trust, you have to make sense. Somebody has to earn the right to say goodnight to you. Somebody has to earn the right to say, hey, I love you. And for you to say to them, hey, I love you too. Mm-hmm. They have to earn that, as you have to earn from them. But I think in, in this day and age, you have to make people earn trust. Trust is no longer given, it is no longer assumed, right? Respect is always given and it's assumed until you have you have earned the right not to be respected. Yeah. But I think in my opinion, when you're dating and you're at your age, I think you have to make somebody earn your time and your and your love.
1: Yeah, and I and I don't know, I, I kinda had a different experience this go around too. Like I'm not as turned off by the idea of getting out there again. I don't know why. Like I just am like, Oh, well, we'll see, you know, we'll see like what what happens. You know, I think that I, I don't know why, like the last go around I was so turned off to it, but I was and now I'm just like, All right, well we'll see. What what, what, what
0: do you what I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Hey
3: you moving. So, Hi. <laughs> um, but I think you're hey in a different place right now, right? Like you're um you're here, you're you know around a lot more people. I think there's a lot more things happening. I think you're gonna be exposed to a lot of people and have more opportunities to date more people. Yes, the pandemic just was so hard. And then coming out of it, trying to figure out like, what the hell am I doing with my life? like, you know, um, I, I, I am not surprised that you're more open to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I you kinda, have a lot I, to offer. I ladies,
3: ladies, he has a lot to offer. Yeah,
0: that, well, but that's what I always tell you. Do I not always tell you this? Yeah, you're I mean, a good catch. But yeah. I also, I think it's awfully difficult to see the forest from the trees. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, that's very difficult. Uh, anytime you go through a breakup, it screws up your, your vision. It screws up your trust of yourself. It plays with your self-confidence. I don't think um, there's some, any doubt about that.
1: The last one did. This, one, this one's not really like that for me. I, I, this, one, this one was a business decision. This one was a, that this just has to be done. And I enjoyed my time. I did. But I think that it just, it just, this was one of those where it was going great. And then, you know, th- something happens and it just goes downhill super fast. And you, yep. can, you can see the inevitable.
0: Which meant it wasn't going that great, well, by the way. Yeah, I think. Uh, let's see. Uh, whoa. A lot of comments. Deuce said, yeah, with me and Jake's generation, you have to earn people's attention. The online dating world has made it hard to keep people focused on one person. Ooh. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my that's goodness. Spot on. Ain't that the truth? Hmm. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, when you're building something special, not everyone deserves to be around that. Damn, Jake. Pin that on the wall. But yeah. that's a truth. I that mean, that I mean... is the truth.
1: Yeah, I mean if you're gonna like I, I just think that if you're if you're gonna commit to something and you're gonna build something, you know, like not everybody deserves the opportunity. Like I, I think that's the case. I'm not just gonna let anybody be around it and I'm happy to die on that
0: hill. Like I am. Uh Jerem Patterson says Jake, Giselle should be on the market soon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm t i am to tell you to hold out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Giselle's bunched in would be nice. Yeah, you know, I just and I agree with Eminem. Dating is tough in Utah, especially if you're not LDS, and I am LDS, and it's tough. And you're not LDS, Jake. Like, yeah. I mean, it, that's that's the hard part too. Like, and it's funny we were talking about this. Do you date women who are formerly LDS?
1: I think it depends on the situation. That that is yeah. very touch and go. I think that's very like you know depends where they're at with it yeah. how long has it been are, are like you how know. close are they with their family yeah or... like i think it it really just depends on their situation
0: and i don't you're probably going to hate that i say this you tend to you tend to be a fixer you tend to date women that i mean I everyone has to... issues you know like yeah.
1: I, I don't think there's any there's no but getting you, away from man
0: that. but you tend to you found some gems i will say that like you, you your heart is too open i think that's the i mean it's just
1: yeah i'm not cold blooded bro I'm not yeah it's you're not, not. My, you're not, not at my, all it's not in my you're not at my all my system to do that to people
0: you're not like <laughs> I remember there was a time when we had cross teachers off the list Because <laughs> you would yeah, have I mean, that's i mean that's you some know. teacher issues you know I mean yeah. it is what it is Teddy says yeah, I'm thirty, and dating these days is hard haven't been uh in the game for two years working on my career for now,
1: yeah, and you know that's that's a tough Man. part too is like the the working for yourself the productivity level goes way up mentally when you don't have to worry about you know extras and that that for the longest time was where i was at with it i was just like you know like we're doing something here like i'm just like i'm already again working as much as we work you know and that's fine i'm totally fine with it you know but it it, it's it's just uh you know it's extras for sure like it's definitely an extra thing and and it's funny, it stops being extra when the right person comes around. You know? oh, That's the thing.
0: Tom Basilius says, I'm a non-Mormon, and I've dated Mormons. A good Jack Mormon is fine. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's such a name. <laughs> that's an interesting term. Uh, waiting on Gabe Judy Lolly from BYU to join us here in a moment. If you are not LDS, you don't want an LDS girl. Yeah, I don't think you can date an LDS girl. I actually think family. Family is a huge deal, I think, when you're talking about dating. Yeah. How important is the girl's family to you? Mm. Significant, not significant? Not
1: that significant for me. I mean, I, you know, like, it, it depends on the situation. Like, I, I, yeah, I, it's not a huge factor for me. I'm, I'm, it's more of a thing it's where not a it's not a huge factor. Yeah. For it's you. more of a thing where if it's like, if the family is like a negative, if there are problems with the family, then it becomes a factor. But if it's like, Hey, I've got a family, and you know it's like the holiday go and see the family thing. That's not a big deal for me
0: at all. No, uh, no. somebody in the comments is who was saying that. Uh, Black Dark says Cashman out as GM. Is Brian Cashman really out as uh, GM of the Yankees? That'd be that would be very interesting to see if he's out. Yeah, uh, we'll see if if that indeed is the case. But Jake. I appreciate you sharing that you're going through you know like this breakup thing nah, I'm and good, bro i'm good i'm proud of you man that's like a that's like a a big deal all right let's get uh byudb uh gabe judy lolly on the show uh always a pleasure uh to welcome let me screen that up there how's that gabe does that look better does it are we all like in shot now yeah like i and i know you're a big time podcast guy and i see you at koo connect all the time and Ah, uh, so you you get the game. So let me ask you this: as a are you? What's your relationship status? Are you a dating guy? Or are you a married guy? What's your setup?
4: Uh, I mean, I got a girlfriend, probably going on two years.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. See, J- Jake, the uh, Jake, the illustrious co-host of the show, <laughs> who you can't see there, he is right what's there. What's up, man? <laughs> uh, Jake went. Jake, Jake just broke up with his girlfriend last night. So we're all here trying to like, you know, encourage him that in fact there is light at the end of the lonely tunnel. So. Welcome to the conversation, Gabe. <laughs> oh, that is your introduction to the show. Um, that or we could, you know, we could actually talk football, which is what we will do. So let's talk about you. You, know, you, you I think, have been a huge addition to this defense. How, is your, how have you enjoyed this season? How have you enjoyed your time at BYU?
4: Yeah, um, it's been a lot of fun so far, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I've won more games than I've won pretty much in my whole career one season so far. I know that seems rough. Uh, for everybody else, but I think that we're on the track of picking it up. Uh, I mean, defense is easy. Just got to do your job. So um, it's been a good time so far. We got a couple more games left, so I think that at the end of the day, we'll figure it out and we'll we'll be able to go bowl game and have a good time.
0: You know, it's interesting. We talk to Harris Lachance, uh every week on this show, and one of the things he's always talked about is the fact that as players, he, he on offense anyways, he has said to us, hey, we've stuck together. You know, we've really... You know, we've, we've been together as a group. And, you know, yesterday, from what I understand, you guys had a team lift. Like, how has it been camaraderie-wise? Because this is, I mean, arguably, this is the toughest stretch that probably anybody at BYU has seen in, in recent times for football. So, how has team been? How has community been? Like, how, how have you guys stayed together through this stretch of games?
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's good. We just know at the end of the day we just haven't been playing our best. There's a lot different than, like, when I was at Vanderbilt, I mean, we had a tough stretch every single year, every single week, as back-to-back ranked teams, top-five teams, um, and we just kind of blistered, and you know, and bad things happen over there. But here, I think everybody understands that it's not like we don't trust each other. At the end of the day, it's that we just really haven't gone out there and played four quarters of football. We either show up in the first half or bring it on at the end but we just need to be able to you know, play all four quarters, especially the middle eight, and um, help us win the football game.
0: And you know, Gabe, I think one of the frustrating things for me is watching this team over the years. Like, I feel like this is one of the best secondaries I've seen in the modern era. Like, I feel like, you know, obviously, um, you know, you you have you have an injury at safety with Malik, and it, which is has been a loss for you guys. But I feel like you have depth. I feel like you have quality. I think you've been, as I said, a big addition to the to the secondary as well. But like, would are you guys happy with the way your secondary has played?
4: I mean, I wouldn't say we're upset, but but I definitely feel like we can always improve. We can always play better. I mean, right now it's just a little thing. You know, we're always in position. It's just can we get our head around and get to the football? And, I mean, tackling at the end of the day is something that we always have to improve. Um, and I think it's getting better. <clears throat> you know, additions like Talon and Micah back there, they really like to come down and tackle, which is good. We just got to improve our angles sometimes. And um, at the end of the day, playing DB is just a confidence thing. So, if we can get the confidence up on all ends, that the end of the day, will be really good.
0: What is Chaz Ayu bring to your defense?
4: Um, I really don't know, Chaz, uh, that. That well as a football player as his first week back last week I think that um, he's a good flash linebacker uh, that comes out there and you know he can cover because he used to play safety also which is super nice um, but I probably am just not the right person to ask because I just don't <laughs> know, know that much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see him back full time. I mean, I I think he obviously is an athlete you love. Just his athletic ability, I think, injects a certain something into your secondary. But, you know, it's interesting you talk about tackling. Is that something you can fix during the season? Because we've heard so much about, hey, you don't want to tackle in fall and you don't want to tackle in spring. Like, can you fix tackling? Can you become a better tackler during the football season?
4: That's a loaded question in my personal opinion um, because I think that tackling is a will and a want to at the end of the day. Um, like, I, I was taught how to tackle when I started playing football when I was five years old, and I think that you can always improve the angles that you take through drills and stuff like that. That doesn't particularly mean you have to hit anybody because uh, at the end of the day, if you don't want to hit anybody in practice, you're not going to want to hit them in the game, and even if we go through the drills, it doesn't really matter I think that once you're in the right spot, we can practice as much things as we want. You know, run uh, run defending, you pass defending, and then going to make the tackle at the end of the day. But if you're in the position and you want to make the tackle, you just want to make it. So, yeah, we can work on it all day, but at the end of the day, it's a personal preference type thing.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's interesting. That's a really good perspective because I think they're – I mean, it's not everybody that wants to, to stick their face into somebody else's hip, you know, like, I mean, it, it's not, I don't think everybody's a great tackler, tackler, but talk about angles a little bit, because I think that's one of the things that absolutely separates the good from the great is, is that angle. Is that something you guys work on a lot or, or are angles something that you guys have regularly installed in your practices?
4: Yeah. I mean, we have tackling circuit drills. I mean, or tagging fundamental drills, right, and uh, coming to balance, you know, strike foot, stuff like that, especially in the last couple weeks has definitely honed in on it. But throughout the whole season, just being able to, you know, when you're running backside, making sure you're taking the proper angle to stop, you know, the touchdown saving tackle and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, at the end of the day, um, I think that the angles are there, majority of the parts, just sometimes are we realizing it too late. Because we're taking the right angle but if you're taking the right angle two seconds late you're not going to get to the right spot
0: man look at you spitting fire dude like those those are all like that's a really good point like it is there is it is both mental and physical awesome stuff right there The the other question i would ask you obviously the elephant in the room is kalani sataki talking about taking over play calling and coordinating and have you seen things change like has the process changed has your you know, has your process as a DB in the program ha- has the defensive system changed at all?
4: Honestly, no. It's it's the same thing, just a different single caller at the end of the day. You know, I think that it helps out the defense because everybody's getting a little different type of coaching. You know, a little bit more hands on at the end of the day. And um, it, at the I guess you could say a simplified to an aspect, but other than that, it people just got to go out there and do their job. I mean. I've played ball somewhere else, and we had a way more complicated scheme. And guys did their job, but at the end they we were undersized. Here, I think we're we're perfectly matched up, and the scheme being simple means that we can run around with our heads cut off and go make plays. So, um, yeah, I think it's well, the same.
0: I think that's interesting, though. That's another common thread at BYU is player accountability. Do you feel like you guys as players? Do you feel like you have done your job well enough as a group? Do you feel like you've done your job well enough to win football
4: games? Um, No, I don't think so. I I said it at the beginning. Um, We haven't played our best ball yet. Like, we've shown glimpses in the Baylor game and such like that where we can do our job uh, and come out there and play. Or even we showed it two quarters here, two quarters there. Um, At the end of the day, you can't blame any of the coaches because – they could put us in the right scheme. They could put us in the exact right play, blitzing into a run. But if we decide not to tackle, then it's gonna look bad on them, but it's really our faults. And they're always gonna take the blame for us. And that's why we have to appreciate them to the max. But then like, we have to be able to step up and say like, it's our fault that the reason why we're not playing well. And um, I think that's what it really is. And I don't say hey, that we're not playing well. We just haven't played the right style of defense yet. that we know that we can because we go to practice and we play really well. It's just we need to turn that same thing into the game.
0: Yeah, I I think that makes perfect sense. And I think one of the the things I'll ask you, the last question I'll ask you before we get to ECU is, you know, when you look at third downs, it has been a mighty struggle. I mean, it is – the numbers are, I mean, ridiculous – on third down, it's almost hard to believe. Like, do you feel like you guys have identified something or a trend of things? Like, what has been the issue on third down for the defense?
4: Missed tackles. Like, they'll throw the ball at seven and get the third and 12, right? It's because we missed a couple tackles. Or, um, you know, when we sit in zone, they just find the spot. And sometimes we just need to be able to drop into the right spot and take it away. Um, That's pretty much it, in my personal opinion. Um so we just gotta go out there and do our job. It's just it seems repetitive, it seems redundant, but if you no. go out there and do your job, you you win football games. And right now we're not doing it, We're trying to do somebody else's job. But if everybody comes down to their one eleventh and that's why you have a football team, that's why you have eleven players on the field. So if everybody does their one eleven, that's why the defense is schemed for that certain thing.
0: It doesn't seem redundant at all. You know what, Gabe? It doesn't seem redundant at all because I think one of the things that so many people don't recognize is football is a, a a winning football is a job well done by 22 guys. And on defense, it's a job well done that filters from your front seven, you know, to your secondary, your linebacker. Like I mean, it. it I absolutely agree with you. I think it is the best football teams have 22 guys at a time that do their job really well. That's how you you win games. Um, when you look at East Carolina. What does their offense look like to you guys? How do, how do they look on film?
4: I mean, <clears throat> they're a form of the air raid. They, they run the ball um, effectively, actually, but um, they're going to throw it 40 times in the game. Their quarterback's got a 70% completion rate, but he's throwing the ball underneath um, within 10 yards and behind the line of scrimmage, which is, which is hard, but that means that we're going to come down and we're going to have to show that we can tackle this week because if those – plays within ten yards to get tackled down there. You know we can lift a fight another day and get them off the field. At the end of the day, defense is um, bending but not breaking, so they could drive it all the way down the field and get three. Cool, but if we score a touchdown, that's a four-point difference each time. I think that they have good skill players. They're more of a big body team. Honestly, I believe that their offense is better than Liberty's, but I think that they do it in a different way. Mm. Um, so, I, I got a friend that plays there. I've known him since high school. Um, plays tight end slash flex receiver there i mean they they said last week they wanted to beat ucf and show them that they should be a power five team and they went in and they handed East, uh ucf a good loss and um we don't want to be on the other end of that stick this week so we definitely want to go out there and play our best ball i think we're back to playing at night so hopefully it can be a good game and you know yeah. we can enjoy halloween weekend
0: do you like playing on fridays like how, how i mean you guys have you know obviously you've played a thursday night game you now you're playing a friday night game like is that a real thing day night football and does it matter to you what day of the week it's played
4: um no it doesn't matter to me um i heard here that day night football kind of doesn't matter i heard we play way better at night but um i've actually never played any time other than saturday except for this year in the sec you only play on saturday um (laughs) and we didn't get many opportunities to play at night because we weren't that great so um to me I turn it on whatever I, I personally do believe that there's some sort of switch when it comes to football so yeah. um whenever the the mode comes on and that's good for me but if my team plays well at night then let's schedule them all at night that's all that matters
0: all right a couple other um a couple other non-sequitur questions if you will um Cody Epps what is he like I mean I, I I we've been talking about him on this show for months that we're super fired up to see him get going and what kind of dude is Cody Epps?
4: Yeah, I know. Cody's a great guy. He's funny, uh, but he also is super serious on the football field and gets his job done. He's like Mr. Reliable. We could throw the ball anywhere across the field. He's going to catch it. And that's something that um, he's done since high school from what my understanding is of the situation. So that's super awesome. When I first came on my visit, is one of the guys that I met. And, I mean, He's younger than me, but like he acts as mature as everybody else, but he also brings the jokes around. So it's cool to see. I don't get to go against him much because he's an inside receiver, but um, at the end of the day, I think that he creates a mismatch for the other team. And it's good because we got a lot of guys. And so we don't want them to be able to double team guys all across the field. We want there to be mismatch at every single position. And Cody creates that for us. So it gives guys like Puka a chance to catch the ball, you know, Kibo a chance to catch the ball, Isaac Rex, and then hopefully we can open up the run game this week too. And, you know, get it all going on all cylinders.
0: All right. You're opening up your music app on your phone. First of all, are you an Android guy or an iPhone guy? I'm an
4: iPhone guy.
0: (laughs) My guy. Let's go. That's what I'd like to hear. Okay. So you open your Apple music. What are you listening to?
4: Um, on game day, you want to say, or do you want to say?
0: Just in general, any, any day you want.
4: I'm a big J Cole fan. Uh, I listen to a lot of J Cole. Um, so you're are you a hip
0: hop R and B guy? Is, are you a rap guy? Yeah,
4: probably hip hop R and B. I'm not not really like big into like like hardcore rap. I would say yeah. More less, I like I like the lyrics and, and you know the melody. But I mean, sometimes alternative. If it's like you know going to Ooh. hang out and whatever the case is. But uh, probably pretty much R and B and rap.
0: You know, one of the crazy things going on in the world right now is this Kanye deal. Have you ever been a, I was a huge Kanye music fan. I think his music is amazing. And we were, we were just talking about before you came on, watching the meltdown of Kanye is, is like tragic. It's terrible. Like, are you, are you, are you a Kanye guy at all? Like, what's your, what's your opinion on Kanye?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm Kanye before his mom died, uh, for sure. I think his music is some of the best music that's come out in the industry before his mom died. And sometimes it makes me feel bad to see what's going on because if you watch the documentary, you can attest uh, some of the stuff th- to that happening. And you know, yeah. him and his mom were super tight. And I mean, I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy to see, you know, your mom pass away. So sometimes I give him some sympathy to the situation, but some of the things that he says are a little outlandish and I think that he can, uh, you know, tone it down a bit, but it's kind of like AB and him are doing their thing right now, which is not good for the world, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is.
0: Yeah, you ain't kidding. And finally, of course, we're going to ask you about food. Um, have you found a go-to spot in Provo? Are you on the chicken sandwich bandwagon? Are you a Chipotle guy? Like, what's your go-to?
4: Um, okay, that's hard. I, I Provo's got everything that you'd like, more or less, like, fast food-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from Nashville. Where f- I, that might be one of the best places for food, like, across oh. the country and um Austin Texas isn't shabby itself also um so i'd say like
0: i <sighs> have you made the pilgrimage to bam bam's yet
4: no i actually oh no i actually haven't made the pilgrimage over there yet but also is that barbecue right
0: oh my god gabe but dude th- go change your soul the minute you intake the oh. the nice moist pork at Bam Bams your soul I don't know how like the science term is your your soul transforms that's all I can say it's the it's the ranch dressing at Super Chicks if you haven't been to a Super Chicks yet go to Super Chicks get the chicken sandwich get the ranch dressing and you've got to go to you a uh, uh, Friday night after the game I'm telling you go to Bam Bams change your soul man the barbecue at Bam Bams is amazing
4: I I appreciate it and I love when people from Utah love to tell me that the barbecue in Utah is going to change my soul when they need to come to Texas and get their soul changed. <laughs> the real barbecue. And um, in Nashville, it's not too bad itself, too. And we're known for Nashville hot chicken over there, too. So, like, I, it's hard for me to compare, like, certain things, like, especially barbecue standards. Yep. Wise, because um, a lot of people, like, the guys that could connect, they're like, oh, we're going to Austin. We're here we go? And I'm like, go to Franklin's and go to Terry Blacks. And like, this has changed my soul. And I'm like, so you can't tell me a whole changing experience will happen to me. <laughs> no.
0: My guy, Gabe, Julie, Lolly, really nice to meet you, man. Stay Thanks. healthy. Have a great game tomorrow night. I appreciate you hopping on the show.
4: Yeah, I appreciate you guys for having me. All right, see you. There you go. Right. Gabe,
0: Judy, Lolly on the show. And I just, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah. Tackling, how long have we been talking about Weeks. it? Weeks. I mean, it is as simple as it gets that tackling has plagued them. And what did he say? We'll be in third and seven. We'll miss a, you know, we'll miss a tackle and they'll get 12 on third and seven. Yeah, uh, that is just absolutely the story of, of BYU's defense this yeah. year, and I I don't know, I don't know how you fix that. I really don't know how you fix that. He, he just is, he, he's exactly right. Uh, Gabe Judy Lolly, brought to you by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure that you use the promo code MONTY25, M-O-N-T-Y 25, MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Let's get a a couple of your comments in here. Um, Let's see. Boyd Lake says, Austin has great food. It does have great food. Austin has great food. Uh, No doubt about that. Uh, Deuce says, offense could be more consistent, but I love how We play great team defense, talking about the Jazz, certainly. Uh, The Macho Man, Randy Savage, oh yeah. (laughs) I can do that better. Oh yeah. Uh, Green Chili on Pizza, nothing better. Ooh, ooh, Green Chili on Pizza. I hadn't thought about that. Although that's a Mrs. Monty thing. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, it is a thing, I'm sure. Uh, San Diego State, Aztec says that was an informative, entertaining, and fun interview. He's great. I'm telling you. Yeah he is great. Uh Jeremy Bolton says he's 100% correct those four missed tackles on the QB there late in the second quarter totally changed the game. I mean, yeah, they absolutely. The 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 missed ta- the Arkansas game is I mean, the Notre Dame game. Yeah. The, uh, all three of these like I'm not going to say Oregon, I think Oregon was just a better football team. But I don't think there's there's any doubt that Notre Dame and Arkansas you lost those games because you didn't tackle. Yeah. I mean, and and, and I would, well, Liberty was just a meltdown. Uh, I I don't think there's there's any doubt about that. Uh, Boyd Lake says, blacks in Lockhart, Texas, best in the world. Haven't been, have not been, but I probably need to go. Teddy Wayman says, great show, guys. Uh, Appreciate that, Teddy. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Monty, thank you for coming back on the show and gracing us with your uh, awesome presence and stuff on the program. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait. Sorry, okay. I didn't turn. It okay,
3: in. bye. Right, okay.
0: What did you say? You missed us?
3: I said I missed you guys. I
0: missed you. Are we are we hot tubbing and pizzaing tonight for Utah and Washington State? And there is some Thursday night football as well.
3: I, I, I thought you made a um like <gasps> a, a date night dinner reservation. Oh,
0: that's Ooh. right. We've got to get. We're doing tsunami sushi is tonight. Because I've got such a, a casual. and you know whose fault this is You're Jake such Brandon a casual, Jake Brandon bro. at Cook connect, that stupid executive role at, at tsunami sushi That's Jake so Brandon oh. Jake Brandon took me to lunch at Tsunami sushi one day yep and got us an executive role and it changed my life. It changed my life. I love that I love that executive role. there you go.
3: I mean, you know, if you don't want to have a date with me, we can just have pizza, but I think we could have sushi and then sit in the hot tub.
0: Yeah, well, but I'm not looking, (laughs) a plus a plus B equals, you know, get her sauce stuff on sake. Yeah, (laughs) Ah, exactly. Right. Jake, how you doing over there? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Exactly right. Tsunami sushi tonight is uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Mark Hale says, I love sushi. Um, J- salty drunk says Jake needs some. Yes, he's desperate now. uh He says uh Mark Hale says get a roll and then soak. Yeah, good times. So- yeah, okay. good job. Good job. That's right, boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says A plus B equals Attaboy. soaking. Out of boy. Oh yes, my yes, God, are you wow. kidding me? Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. Right, there you go. Play the music. We got a roll uh mrs monty always a pleasure appreciate you uh appreciate all of you i know eight o'clock hour was a little interesting today mm-hmm. you know, we were trying to soothe jake's broken heart that's not really broken but that's fine uh appreciate all of our sponsors on the show as always make sure you support our guys at the advocates utahadvocates.com. uh make sure you uh give a big shout out to our guys at triday trading all you need to do is go watch a free webinar, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. And if you are in the business of getting that pizza hook up tonight, do it at Papa Murphy's. Use the promo code Monty25. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.